This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by all of our patrons, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, and specifically to Bradley. Huge shout out to Bradley, and big shout out to Forrest. Thank you very much for making this episode possible, and uh, yeah, thanks to everyone. If you would like to join our community, um, get early episodes, get a bunch of bonus shows, join the Slack, uh, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Halo 3 ODST, which is a first-person shooter developed by Bungie and published by Microsoft for the Xbox 360 in 2009. Yeah, and this baby's produced. Mm-hmm. Executive episode. It can, can fit so many producers. Mm-hmm. Executive produced by Bradley. Yes, thank you, Bradley, uh, for getting us to do our first Halo game. I am 90% sure uh, that it is the same Bradley. We have met Bradley Ooh. in Milwaukee, and he's an incredibly nice dude. And if it's not the same Bradley that we met, which I'm pretty sure it is, mm-hmm. then I'm just going to assume this Bradley is also a nice dude. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, so it's, it's a good default assumption. And while we're we're throwing out uh, thank yous, big thank you to Forrest, um, who actually mailed me uh, his Xbox. To play the Master Chief Collection, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you so you played the fancy the fancy highfalutin high def one. I did. Yeah. Um, on my on my like twelve inch screen TV, <laughs> like sitting, you know, because I, I just have a super tiny TV to go by my bed, right? And I run uh, I run my PS4 through my computer monitor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I uh, on my very very tiny TV. Uh, it's very <laughs> funny, but it's very appreciated. Um, the uh, I don't know exactly what ease of use features were added in the Master Chief collection, but one of them, uh, there was a weird crash thing, and there was one feature that allowed me to keep playing, which was awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, being able to select, and it could just be because uh, Force had already beat it, but I was able to select chapters and play them a la carte, oh, because yeah. for some reason it would not save, or would not uh, load my game after I saved. Weird. So, super weird. Um, so ODST stands for Orbital Drop Sh- Shock Troopers, mm-hmm. not drop ship. I keep thinking drop ship. Yep. Um, and this is kind of notable in the context of the franchise because this is a Halo game where you don't play as Master Chief or a Spartan, which is a thing in this Halo world. You are playing a different kind of soldier. Yes, you are playing a less super kind of soldier. Don't worry, Gary, down to the bottom of the Halo Basics section on the outline. I've got a little, okay. bit, of, I got a little bit of a rundown. You yeah. have no history with this series. I do. 
It is. Uh, it is. Uh, I, I said this on Twitter today, but I'll say it in the podcast as well. If you're listening to this and there is a like cultural phenomenon game series that you somehow managed to miss uh-huh. that is like pretty undeniably kind of past its prime, uh-huh. I recommend checking it out because it's weird. <laughs> like the entire time, and this this is not um, an impingement on anyone who likes this game. It never is on the show, right? And I didn't, I didn't hate this. Like there are things I like about it. Mm-hmm. I kind of came away with like, oh, it's like a six point five out of ten. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's like a seven out of ten. That's all right. Yeah. Um, but there was a constant feeling of like this, like this is <laughs> this is the the flagship Microsoft like yeah, you product. Just, you just had to be there. You you yeah. really just did. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a real Woodstock, Woodstock 94 kind of situation. Here. Oh, no, at least it's not Woodstock 99. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real porno papyros up there tearing it up yeah. in, the, in the row of disgruntled porta potties. Like, <laughs> it, it is, uh, it's, it, I had that feeling from it where it was just, is very funny. So there are a lot of things to this that for Halo fans are just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just Halo. That's oh, cool. Yeah. That's what they yeah. do. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> it was a constant stream of that and was yeah. pretty fun. Uh, so <laughs> but, I recommend but, you do that if yeah. you're listening. No, so not, not, to, not to snake too many final observations, but you used a, a phrase that I think is very apt, past its prime, um, yeah. is, a good, is a good way to put it because all of the good things that Halo 3 or that, that, that Halo generally brought, not just Halo 3, that was a mistake on my part, all the good things that Halo brought to console <laughs> to console first person shooters um have been taken by other console first person shooters and made better mm-hmm. um and what you are left with is something that definitely feels uh of its era and in fact even a little bit before probably uh and you're also left with this incredibly self-important lore so if somebody uh, if somebody yeah, out there stuff. is you know kind of just if they have a patch on their jacket that you know says remember reach or remember the 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 fall of the pillar of autumn or something like that i'm sorry this this stuff is farcical on its face and i say that as somebody who like got and played at least halo 2 and 3 on launch day yeah so yeah so somebody who is definitely a fan of the series without being a novel fan right you know like without going going to the written word um i have respect for that stuff and there's nothing uh I'll just make the blanket disclaimer. And this could actually, whenever I say I don't like something on the show or Mm -hmm. I think that like lore is dumb, Mm -hmm. the lore is no dumber than the MCU stuff. And I see all those movies, (laughs) right? You know, like there's nothing, there's nothing inherently dumber about this stuff. It's Mm -hmm. just new and a little goofy, Yeah, but it is a lot like coming in to it and just uh, coming into it late and just everyone kind of throwing around nouns that sound really silly as if they are the most important thing in the world. Like yes. there's a lot of impact words because this was not, this is kind of an expansion for Halo three or, you know, almost there's a lot of controversy about that when it came out. Right. Which we'll talk about, um, but there's a lot of that feeling of just like, Oh, like everyone needs, you know, to find the, find the pillar or find the, the Eucharist, <laughs> you know, here, here, you know, here, here's the, here's the pale Eucharist. Yeah. Is, is something that the covenant is looking if they get enough uh engineers to to back backhoe their rates <laughs> and their specters you, you know, know? It, it just ends up becoming like starcraft unit names but in a in a like a boggle version of starcraft unit names <laughs> right, like yeah. starcraft boggle yeah it's gonna um, start in starcraft jumbles yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it, it ends up feeling a little bit like that. So it does come off as as kind of kind of comical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, for, and for that, like, so this is your first exposure to it, and it's been forever since I've. I mean, it's been over ten years since I've even thought about Halo. Really, mm-hmm. you know, aside from seeing parts of it that have been kind of subsumed by other by other games, so, but mm-hmm. it is unda- undoubtedly important. Um, and oh yeah. It, bears at least looking at if only to kind of offer up a perspective on like what is it like to go back to something that is really showing its age that is as long in the tooth as this and kind of evaluate it um if if only to get perspective on where how how far we've come for sure and and it is a cultural phenomenon like Mm -hmm. i talk about those novels uh in kind of a dismissive tone because they're video game novels right but they are consistently like thought of as some of the better ones of those and like are still read like i will go into powell's Mm -hmm. and walk through the sci-fi section and there will be you know on a prominent display like halo novels right and and you know so it it is something that is real Mm -hmm. you know i'm not there's there's nothing dismissible yeah about this like even if you know i don't think it's that good a game i guess the other like um disclaimer i want to make is that uh and i got the sense even just from playing but i definitely got the sense from everyone who's talked to me about this when they saw that i was playing it Mm -hmm. um is that it is something that is meant you know that is best experienced multiplayer if not meant to be yes like it's not that it has to be like yes they have single player campaigns and those are real and worth evaluating and like are also probably were enjoyable in the time. Mm-hmm. Every single person I've talked to who really, really loves Halo. Yeah. Loves playing it co-op. Yes. And as I was playing this, I was like, man, if I had a buddy with me, like this would have been, this would have been astounding. This would have been, you know, judge dread, dread versus death. Good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I, if I had Derek playing this with me, yep. you know, and, like and if we, we were just kind of shooting the shit while shooting these shits, you know, it would, it would have been really fun. <laughs> Single player, it makes it, you know, just the 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 actual kind of mechanics stand on their own without anything to distract you. Yeah. And ends up like being a little bit less good. Yes. You know? Um, and that idea of doing a co-op through a single player campaign uh, is also a big new thing that this that this brought at least to consoles. You know, mm. like, you know, when I was in high school, it was a thing to like sit down together and over the course of a day beat halo one on legendary co-op you know yes like, I, i've heard like i've heard tell of yeah. legendary co-op as a thing because it <laughs> yeah. is much harder but you can always uh res each other mm-hmm. and that balances out and makes it really fun and tense and yes. i can totally see it yes um you know? additionally i mean while we're in the stipulation zone like it might be a generational thing too i mean like the, the halo one came out like right as i was getting into high school like this you know playing halo multiplayer specifically was just a socializing thing that i did like had a, mm-hmm. had a whole group of friends we would have halo parties you know pretty much i mean like like on like week weekday afternoons after school we would just like meet up to play this and it was still popular like when i went to college and we were doing mm-hmm. like parties in the dorms and stuff so like i think that i think that maybe this is a, a function of it hit me at the right time and it missed you because of the relative differences in our ages possibly and, and also and i you, know, you never had an xbox just, i wasn't an xbox guy i was you know I, when i was playing shooters and multiplayer shooters i went played some goldeneye mm-hmm. and i immediately went and played like pc yeah shooters. You, you went, went to quake 3 and stuff yeah yeah went to you know played played quake 3 played stuff like that so yeah. like 
I didn't play tons of that, you know, Team Fortress 2. Right, right. Things like that. Like, I just moved on to the, the PC gaming space as opposed to the console gaming space. So that's another big kind of difference yeah, yeah. in this. But when people talk about, like, GoldenEye and stuff, when we've talked about this, like, consoles just had a wider install base. So yes. there's a lot of rounding up that happens with GoldenEye, which is mm-hmm. not a bad game, but is not particularly great objectively like if we did (laughs) a goldeneye episode we'd have similar kind of feelings about this i feel like yeah in terms of just this feeling very dated Mm -hmm. as like a shooter like it is a you have to be there like you have to be in a living room holding four nintendo 64 controllers you know yelling that nobody gets to pick odd job (laughs) as their character you know as opposed to playing it on your own in your studio apartment, mm-hmm. like on a 12 inch TV, yeah, you know, uh, just kind of going through the campaigns and like that stuff is real and is worth evaluating, but it's not the ideal experience. And right, I recognize right. that. Yeah. So, I mean, all of that goes in, you know, we're going to talk about kind of the, the you know, either the first or the conventions that Halo brought. Uh, but that is at least worth getting out, getting out of the way, especially if we start laughing at your favorite lore thing. I am sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> and yeah, not and not sorry. It just I understand that every all all lore is stupid. Yep. Like all lore is bad <laughs> if you're coming in halfway through. Right. You know, the ending of just about any movie would seem stupid as hell if you hadn't watched the first hour. Yes. You know, <laughs> um, it's that kind of thing. Did you watch any like here's how to get caught up on Halo kind of things? I you know I I intended to, but I ended up going on vacation this week. Oh yeah. So that yeah. ended up uh, that and prepping around ended up taking up a lot of my time. Yeah. yeah. Um, which you know I. <laughs> On vacation, which I did some 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 episode of some show, I'll talk about that a lot. But I, I got a lot of Waterworld lore, um, <laughs> which is a similar kind of experience. <laughs> like, there's a you know there's a lot of canon uh, Waterworld stuff going on in the Waterworld ride or stunt experience or whatever Universal Studios, which is legitimately like the third or fourth most badass thing I saw, um, and is super good, nice. but is also Waterworld related. So like right. every property has its fans, and I'm not here to look down on any of them except for kingdom hearts <laughs> um course. yeah um so yeah so uh halo basics like this is kind of you know this is, is kind of the the spiritual successor to golden eye just in terms of kind of codifying what modern shooters would look like on the console yes yeah um, so um you know and those conventions would eventually bleed over into pc like yes. I, you know i'm I, I would be hard pressed if you put me on the spot to name that something that is released in the past 10 years that is just a PC shooter. Yeah, yeah. They, they've, everything has been kind of cross platform. So the, yes. the two the two kind of subgenres have definitely blended. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting is some of these um, things that came from this, uh, you know, that are, you know, kind of modern are born of console restrictions. Yes. So like. To, uh, you know, one of the things I, I think about is aim assist, mm-hmm. uh, which comes from, you know, a controller being less accurate than a mouse. Another one is I think of this uh, regenerating shields as kind of a I didn't really think about that as a console concession, but it kind of is. Yeah, you, you, um, you need some like tolerance. You need a little bit of a crumple zone or for your yeah. like a grace period. Because you're, you're just not going to have quite as fine a control over your guy mm-hmm. uh, in, in general. So regenerating steel shields, um, even though it's called stamina. In this, uh, in, in this, this one, yeah. In this entry, even though it's just a shield, which <laughs> yeah. is very weird. Yeah. It's like a very weird choice. Um, is everywhere. Like that made its way into Call of Duty. That was in Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that kind of regenerating shield, you know, is shooters now. Yes. Um, same thing, kind of similarly with the two guns at a time, right? You mm-hmm. know, gone 
at least as of Halo, um, are the days of PC-ass shooters where you just could hit one through nine and bring out a different weapon, Mm -hmm. right? It's exceedingly fun when that stuff comes back now. I know. Like you play something like, yeah. Give, give me the, give like, me that big old wheel. Give me that. Let me, the, let me the, hold down a shoulder button and yeah. get that wheel of, of weapons. The the two guns at a time thing sucks. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, I like, I way would rather have the, the, the wheel of weapons mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, and like when I see it, it always feels arbitrary. Like, you know, go back to the Bioshock infinite episode, right? Yes. Like why two weapons, you know? <laughs> um, this was better before, but you can have all of them. But that's definitely a thing that became a mark of shooters. Um, a really good like example of this stuff, um, I think it's in the Noah Gervais video when he talks about Duke Nukem Forever, mm-hmm. is how much Duke Nukem Forever cribs from Halo. Oh, yeah. And it was just you know that franchise trying to feel like a modern shooter, but a modern shooter of 2009 as opposed <laughs> to when it came out. Right. So two weapons regenerating health. Yeah. A cover game without a cover system, which is like probably the most damning thing I think about this game. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, something new, uh, at least for Halo, is uh, being able to use three kinds of attacks at once. You know, um, you have your firearms, you have grenades and melee attacks. On other PC shooters, like grenades would be a weapon that you had to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, Team Fortress lets you just throw one out. But like, if you wanted to do a melee attack, you had to bring up your wrench or whatever you had as that character. Here. Uh, you can pretty much do all of them uh, at command, which kind of opens up some of your some of your options tactically. And all of this kind of goes around to something that the designers of the game really put out when they were talking about the development of this game. There is so much material about the development of these games. It is one of the most yeah. documented things in the entire world. It's it's very weird. And the <laughs> and the the lore, like the wiki is so extensive. Yep. Like I last night um, I was falling like literally falling asleep. You know, right before playing the final missions of this. And mm-hmm. when I was going to bed, I was like, I'm going to read, do some research and yes. stuff. And I fell asleep reading the entry on the covenant <laughs> in this. And I'm not saying that to be like damning. I'm saying it to say that it's like 70,000 words. Yes, it is very like, extensive. And it also yeah. commits, I think, one of the cardinal sins of a wiki or of like a fan community resource, which is when you have an alien creature and everybody in the entire uh, property uses one name for them, but all of the documentation is in like the native language of the aliens. So when yeah. you go and look for the grunts and it's the. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, no, sorry. You have made this functionally useless. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that, that the earthlings would not call them, would not respect their heritage. Of course. You know, I guess. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it does make it exceedingly confusing to catch up. Yes. Um, but back to that thing, those the, the, those different uh, attacks put in together, uh, they talked about this idea of, like, the, the, the loop of fun, right? The 10-second the, the, the loop of fun that is repeated over and over. And Halo can be described as you see the enemy, you throw a grenade to soften them up, you shoot as you close the distance, and then you finish with melee. Then you wash and repeat. Obviously, you do more. Like, there are, you know, very tactical kind of situations that you have to meet. But that is kind of what this quick ability to deploy all these things allows for and kind of Mm -hmm. mandates. Yeah. It's also, like, lacking that cover system, which I definitely missed Uh in this, encourages you to do that. Yeah. 
Um, I think it also, but it does put like kind of a limiter on the tactical situations you're going to end up on. Yeah. At least in the the difficulties I played on, which I ended up sampling this over three different difficulties. Oh wow. <laughs> you know, weirdly throughout it because I could change based on doing those Alucard missions and mm. everything online said start on hard and I did and that was a mistake. Yep. Because I never played the games before and I did normal for a while and then I was in a hurry and I'd seen what the game had to show me, so I switched mm-hmm. to easy to kind of sprint. Yeah. Um, to the end. But the um, you know. The there's a difference in the enemy AI, but it has to kind of be very straightforward to allow for that loop. Mm-hmm. Disappointingly so, kind of. Yeah. Like the enemies act very straightforward in this. And like the plus side of that loop is when that works, it's like really fun. You see the mm-hmm. enemy, you do the thing. They're kind of doing their grunts and shooting you and stuff. The other way to look at that is it's kind of like playing Doom where everything takes a full clip to kill. Yeah. You know, and that part sucks. Yeah. Like that, that feels really bad. Like, <laughs> you know, and if I was throwing the grenade and doing the melee and doing the whole thing, that makes sense. But some of the situations don't allow for that. Mm-hmm. And because you are an ODST and not a Spartan, as my understanding, um, you are weaker and squishier. So there's a lot more retreating to cover to like chill out. Yeah. Yeah. That you do. Like, it's not even a shield. I'm just calming down from being shot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. Just, just let's, let's put bag, this all like, in perspective. You know, yeah. <laughs> clear babbling brook, clear babbling brook. Yeah, exactly. It's like everyone gets shot. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, but there, there are times where that loop of fun just, I was like, you know, cause I've read that quote a bunch mm-hmm. even before I played the games. And I'm like, I was like looking forward to something that felt a little snappier and enemies were not quite as like, rubbery and tanky as they are in this. yeah the very little about this is snappy everything yeah. is kind of nerf rubber made yes. sterilite um yeah. you know there's the, not the, a lot of sense of impact or hit yeah. or anything to this there's not really good kinesthetic on on the weapons and stuff mm-hmm. and i i think when i read that quote i'm like oh doom 2 is that yep <laughs> like doom 2 is go into a room get your 10 second loop of fun sprint a million miles per hour to yeah. another room this doesn't feel like that. Like if, if that is the goal, I don't think that is a successful goal, but I can see what they did to try to do that. Yeah. You know, I can kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so th- th- that is one of the ways in which it feels uh, very antiquated to me. You know, the idea that you are emptying, emptying several clips and do it due to, you know, to, to, to finish them off. I think it's kind of the other side of how durable you are. You know, yeah. it's almost, it's almost a balance kind of thing. And this is something that I honestly think, call of duty really improved on which is reducing the time to kill you know by giving you the ability to do the to do those snap aims and stuff because what i want is like the ai of the higher difficulties but for battles to be far shorter yes yeah they should be more intense you know more checkpoints more intense but higher lethality Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go ahead and just say in a video game no, no boss enemy or no non-boss enemy should ever take more take a clip, right? To kill, like again, like Shades of Bioshock Infinite. Weirdly enough, Bioshock Infinite feels like the game most like this that we've done for the show. Yes, and I think that that says more about Bioshock Infinite than it does this because Bioshock <laughs> Infinite came out way after this. But yeah, and those people just, I demonstrated they knew how to do something different. Yeah, they, they, exactly. Like they, they they should have learned uh, the uh, but just that idea of just standing there and just like you know four or five close range shotgun hits Mm -hmm. to a guy and just them not really caring. Yeah. Like I can't really overstate how bad that feels. Yeah. And part of that's just modern, you know, just being used to a little bit more sense of empowerment, empowerment and like Mm -hmm. 
snap and intensity yeah i'm just i'm used to stuff having poise i'm used to stuff yeah you know i'm used to really like breaking somebody's posture you know like it like happens in in modern games like doom 2 where you (laughs) shoot them and they flinch you know like i don't know man like it was just just them standing there shooting me while i'm shooting them (laughs) like just felt immensely silly as our recharging health like as he raced my stamina like how tired i was of getting shot like how much patience. like i can get shot today i'm cool <laughs> ah, second thought i've had a big meal i don't want to get shot and then i have to go like, stand behind a corner yeah. versus his like just weird sci-fi glowing shield yeah. and work armor mm-hmm. you know um that that is the the 10 second rule of fun, the 10 second loop of fun, fun thing lost me yeah i was expecting and wanting that and mm-hmm. can name a lot of other games where that is true of but I can't really give Halo credit for perfecting that other than coming up with the term. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that it, it, it is a keen observation that is imperfectly followed, followed through on. Yeah. Like if that it was your philosophy, cool you didn't you did you didn't quite get it. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you got it. Um, another Halo thing are, are big maps. Yes. Uh, which is nice. Um, and then vehicles you can get into and out of and kind of hijack kind of seamlessly. So it's not, hey, here's a turret section. You're on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Even though the game does do that, what's much more frequent is if there's a vehicle, you can just kind of pop into it. Yes. Um, this has big implications for multiplayer and, you know, for single player. Like there are some maps where you're covering a lot of distance and you have to do so in these vehicles. Um, yep. These, I think, I'm really polarized kind of internally on them because it is pretty fun to man the turret and take these things out. But when you end up, um, <laughs> when you end up kind of dying immediately when this thing flips over or blows up and you don't really yeah. have an idea of like what your uh, vehicle's durability is at any given point, it does feel like you are trapped inside of a, ins- inside of a high speed casket a little bit. I got, I got ran over by my other soldiers that'll happen so frequently like yeah, so frequently yeah. and then i like i was complaining about it and somebody online was just like never let them drive <laughs> yeah it's like well then i'm just i guess i can just let them shoot uh-huh. you know and they're they're kind of good at that right and, it, and it, i just kept thinking like man multiplayer like if yep. this was and know, so, hey, and so shotgun, that like, is this would be great that is the thing right and so like in a warthog like in those jeeps like you know if you're playing on blood gulch if you're playing if you're playing on sidewinder any of these big maps it's you and your buddies like one guy drives um one guy mans the guns and then you've got like a passenger yeah who will go up there and you know like that like they can Hold fire yeah like lucky and wild style um yeah. and then go in and then like you're making a retreat that feels so amazing as you're doing like yeah. capture the flag and stuff like that it is incredibly good when you're relying on the ai not so much but on the console field like i don't know around the time this came out the only thing that really gave that uh the gave that experience was tribes you know on the pc right so i was incredibly excited because i loved tribes to be able to do that tribe style stuff in person with my friends yeah it makes a big difference and like some of the most fun i've had in this game is the vehicle level when i got on the hover bikes or whatever Mm -hmm. that don't have I don't have to deal with the AI. Right. Like those are amazingly fun and they yeah. don't flip over when you look at them, which is the problem with warthogs. Like, it's it's is, like Homer's tractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're like the, the Ford Pinto or whatever, <laughs> you know, they just like, as soon as you like, just like, is there a warthog there? And then they go, Oh shit, I better like show my belly. Like they're, they're like a, like a, a friendly cat. 
you know, as soon as the enemy shows up, they have to show their belly because if they yeah. show their belly, like they're not a threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although the extremely loose vehicle physics, one of my one of my favorite kills in a multiplayer game. This is a very short story. Uh, was you know the time was running out on a capture the flag. Uh, we thought the cause was lost because they were almost uh, to the other base. I took a rocket launcher, shot, flung a warthog into the air. It was unmanned, and it landed on the dude who was carrying the flag. Oh. The time ran out, and we won. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It, it is the center of gravity on all of these vehicles is at the top of them. Yep. <laughs> they're, all, they're all wobble wheels. <laughs> every single one of them. Yeah. Like, it is so weird. It reminds me most of the vehicle in fucking Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just like that. Like, man, why is this not heavier? <laughs> like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to you know, scrimp on money. No, get some you sandbags know? up in this piece. <laughs> like... like like just because everything can be made out of like featherweight dura aluminum doesn't mean it has to be it's sobbing in our carbon fiber cars yeah just uh <laughs> yeah they, it's uh the vehicles in this are fun but silly yes you know so yeah <laughs> so big maps cool uh yeah. slower pace of play uh understandable at the very least you know compare this to something like you know time splitters which does feel a little bit more pce even though that mm -hmm. was made by like perfect dark people like that was just a different a different path of evolution mm -hmm. um i didn't even realize uh the console medal of honor games like the non-playstation ones those came out after this i, I did not know so like i've only played the playstation versions of those. yeah yeah so like frontline and stuff like that you know all those mm -hmm. games i thought of as being concurrent no like they came out like a year after this so mm -hmm. Halo is early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about um, the multiplayer of this. Yes. Um, we're not going to talk about ODST's specific multiplayer mm -hmm. very much, but we recognize multiplayer is incredibly uh, important to Halo. Mm -hmm. um, it made it very easy to play multiplayer shooters with your friends via console, mm -hmm. um, hook a bunch of Xboxes together to make kind of a LAN mm -hmm. where everyone got their own TV. Yep, to to, uh, to to run like you know, like one team was in one room and another team was in the other. Yeah, so you can talk immensely with... fun sounding. Yeah, like that, like the, all of that sounds fucking awesome to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, um, and we already and we already talked about campaign co op. That was a big deal. Halo One had two player campaign co op. Halo Two brought four player campaign co op, which is crazy. That's cool. um, ODST brings it back down to two, at least in the version that I played. Yeah. 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 Still, did. Um, I think there's there's that uh, that Firewatch mode or whatever. Yeah, Firefight's like a horde mode kind of thing. Yeah, and that yeah. that's four player. Yes. Um, the um, so yeah, so this is a lot of the stuff is things that the PC shooters have been doing, but again, first first exposure on console. Yep. Um, the <laughs> cosmology of this game we talked about a little bit. It is exceedingly like big, like yeah. broad themes, thick brush. <laughs> you know. Uh, generic nouny you know rah-rah humans kind of like starship troopers but with no irony yeah um, a little bit and then like with with religious zealots of like kind of mixed you know mixed mixed race religious zealots yeah that you fight one of the biggest things i want to mention though that was the biggest surprise in the series for me is tone yep because no, it is all over the place yeah um, I had no, cause I, you know, the iconography, the fonts, the commercials where they're playing like sad covers of modern songs and people are crying and shit. Um, 
all of that stuff. Like I went to the first PAX I went to, I went to a Halo event, okay. maybe for the release of this game. I don't know which game it was for. Yeah. Um, because one of the people we went with said like, hey, go here and get this free swag and you can sell it on eBay and remake your ticket price. Um, so we went to it and we spent the morning of the Halo thing and everything about it suggests like honor and duty and soldier mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I had no idea this was going to be about fighting a bunch of like wisecracking farting aliens. Yep. No, you got you the know? grunts. You got the grunts. Yeah. Run away! All the, you know. Yeah, the grunts like, are you shot him? Wow! <laughs> like, I, you you fight a bunch. It's like a whole release race of like zealot Jar Jar Binks. Yes. You know, and then the other one. So the 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 grunts are obviously like, hold up. You know, like, <laughs> what is this? But then even the the big guys, the ogres. Yeah, the the, 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 the brutes. Characters. The brutes. Yeah, the yeah. brutes. Also, like lots of humor and lots of I'll bite your bones. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is this? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> who who are you? Like it is one of the weirdest, <laughs> most jarring whiplash tonal things as I sat down to play this and had the first little like grunt, which also like the silhouette on those things, they look like little tiny um like <laughs> triangles. Like they're they're like from an educational thing to teach you about shapes. Yep. <laughs> You know, most it's like from a schoolhouse rock. Yeah, about well, 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 they're they're in a pressurized suit because they're not used to Earth's atmosphere, and also they have to have a, a respirator attached to them because they I, do not breathe anything. Yeah, they breathe as a stuff. silhouette. They don't read as as a suit. They read as like tiny little like flustered triangles. Yep. To me, frustration triangles. <laughs> um, and the very first time, when I was like, "Whoa, better hide, better run," and it was like, "Is this the mascot character?" Kinda. And then another one came out, <laughs> and then another one. I'm like, "Oh, there's an entire army of mascots." Yes. Like, can you imagine if there's like the Mr. Metz army? <laughs> like, you know, the entire team was all oh no! Mets. Wait, all what, Mr. Metz. What, one of my one of my comrades said too much. The word is out. <laughs> we have a containment breach. <laughs> I was just uh, just blown away by how goofy this is. Yeah. Uh, And it's Uh, like, and especially in this game where every other chapter is a sad tear soaked, like intro to Blade Runner. (laughs) Noir hellscape. And I'm like, you pick a lane for one second ODST. They, 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 They cannot. This is something the series would go back and forth on. Like in mm. Halo One, the grunts just spoke their own language. Every every everything okay. just you know was you know foreign alien sounding, right? Halo mm-hmm. Two brought like the barks that were in English. The idea being they've been exposed to humanity and knew a little bit of English, at least enough to you know be hey, t- comedic. <laughs> this, uh, this invading force took the the time to learn our language to make it more fun to kill them. Yeah, nice <laughs> yeah. But like Halo Two, like well, one, well, <laughs> one of the voice actors for your like squad mates was David Cross, and they just let him improvise some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're just running around with David Cross, like cracking wise um, about what is going on. Um, and then Halo Three would like reel that back a little bit as they got more onto Earth and the stakes got higher. And I haven't played Halo Four or Five um, because I'm not a mm. maniac. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is all over the place, not just in this game but across the series in general. Incredibly surprising. Yeah, like just just very shocking to me as something that I thought was definitely going to be like Call of Duty but space. Yes, you know. Hmm. Uh, that's a bungee thing too and like marathon had those had those moments as well yeah that's my yeah. that's my understanding yeah yeah and then uh eventually it gets you know um you know more seriously they, they pulled that back and i know a lot of fans don't like that they miss kind of the goofier tone mm-hmm. 
according to I, I mean, the internet. Honestly, I, I I would too. Like it as as you know, shocking or as jarring as it is, it's fine having something to leaven it. Like I don't want something that is you know the fate of the galaxy is in your hands. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm not sure that would be better. Yeah. To be fair, I think that like for me, the tonal thing, at least in this game, that is worked a little worse than that is the optimism yeah. to it. Like it is really weirdly like there are stakes and there are destruction, but your squad mates kind of like cracking wise the entire time. Yeah. Was at odds with it. Like I was kind of consistently being sold a premise of how serious this was, but because it's just the Firefly crew, like, <laughs> you know, improvising, it sounded like, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of jabs at each other. Like that part felt weird. And then to have Jar Jar Binks like running around, right. You know, screaming yeah. like, it it just is just a lot. Yeah, it's it, I mean it's it's a lot of individual things of like, oh, this would be cool without I think maybe mm, uh, am I, uh, so I, I was about to say without a comprehension, I obviously I don't want to be that condescending about it. Uh but without kind of a care for whether or not it any of those individual elements would undercut the other. Like there's not yeah. an awful lot of like um harmony um in working toward like a purpose or a message or a tone that's a that's a great way to put it yeah like contrast this with um spec ops right where every single element is towards a feeling and aesthetic and theme mm -hmm. in odst every single element is towards a different one of those right and i do mean like every single element yeah of it and that makes this a very strange game yeah um to play yeah so. it's a strange series in that regard and i think odst is a little bit uh kind of a victim of its own advertising as well because it is talked about as this kind of noir mystery um yeah. and that is that is only sold uh about a fourth of the time and even then like mystery is a very strong word yes for this um <laughs> it's a noir soundtrack <laughs> um uh do you want to get no. just like do you want me to give you uh, just a quick rundown on the basic premise of this yes yeah uh, so it is the like 200 years ish in the future. Humans are at war with this kind of agglomeration of alien religious fanatics, a whole bunch of different species working together under the banner of the covenant. And they are aggressively pursuing this technology that is left behind by the forerunners, uh, this extinct race of technologically advanced cliches. Um, some of those artifacts include these things called halos, these gigantic orbital devices about the size of planets, you know, shaped like rings. You've seen them. Uh, and those are intended to protect the galaxy from the flood, which is this other race of parasitic aliens who nearly wiped out all life, uh, all other life a while ago. All of this very roughly maps on to like human Zerg Protoss a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, they're in this war. Humankind has created these super soldiers called Spartans. You know, they're raised from birth, you know, augmented. They go through all this horrible training and Cortana they're put into power. <laughs> Cortana sucks them off. Yes. Yep. Um, yes. And they're put into this power armor. Uh, their leader is Master Chief, this last Spartan who's remaining after um, a horrible incident on a planet called Reach that precedes the first game, but also got its own game later on in the series. Um, and so Master Chief is kind of the last hope of humanity against the covenant he is the character who whenever he shows up people say oh boy we're so happy he is here um it's right. not just cortana that sucks you off it's every npc that does it uh so as of halo 2 the covenant has come to earth they're attacking it and they're looking for uh this important artifact 
as of yet unnamed inside this African uh, technopolis of New Mombasa. Uh, so Halo 2 kind of begins with this battle on Earth before disappointingly going to another Halo, which is dumb. Here, though, uh, with ODST, you are actually playing during that attack um, in kind of the events that lead up to Halo 3, weirdly enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah, questions? No, no I, I, I'm that. I got that <laughs> generally. Yeah. From this. Um. So in ODST, the actual game we're 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 getting here. So that's your Halo primer, and like we might do another Halo someday. Mm -hmm. But if so, I'd want it to be part of some kind of weird co-op experiment or something because I don't want to play another single player one of these. Yep. Um. But that's that's your Halo primer, possibly for the show. Mm hmm. Um, in this game, you don't play as a Spartan. Instead, you're a rookie squad. You're a rookie in a squad of ODSTs sent to intercept a Covenant cruiser. Uh, cruiser. Cruiser. And a uh, cruiser. A Covenant cruiser, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, Covenant, I love you. Um, <laughs> however, uh, the drop goes awry, and one of the things I could tell from this, just knowing from the context of the series, and I do really appreciate, is that scale. Mm -hmm. um, like I always kind of like. Um, you know, a uh, Band of Brothers style, like, here's the story of the war, but, like, what happens to one unit? Yes. Let's zoom in on a portion of the story. Mm -hmm. And this game is actually very good at that. Yes. Uh, that, that 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 is strong. And I think that, like, th that being a little bit of the core of the story, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to the broader kind of, like, space opera, does make this probably the best of these games to come in on, weirdly enough. Pe people have been mixed on that. Like, I think that. Yeah, I think this would be the most because you're not like just getting one act of a story that isn't finished. Right. But a lot of people online are like, no, that's the weirdest one to go in on. Like, it's not representational. But as far as like getting getting a taste for like, you know, who these enemies of I humanity think so, are. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm you just know. I'm just there, <laughs> yeah, you know, representing the... part 69 or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, um, no, no offense to Bonafart. <laughs> no, no offense to Bonafart yeah. or his uh, noble clan. Uh, <laughs> The shitlings. <laughs> Butterfart um, shitling. Yeah, Butterfart shitling, hello. Um, how do you do? Uh, so the game, as opposed to just being a linear series of missions where it's like you go and get the data from a series of places, mm -hmm. the structure is a little bit different. Um, you play as this rookie um, who is a silent protagonist, and uh, you wake up several hours after the drop searching the streets of New Bombasa for like little tech bits that allow you to do flashbacks that tell you what happened to your squad mates. Yes. And these are at various times from after the drop. So it is kind of told out of order, um, which is cool. Mm -hmm. it's, a good, um, it's a good structure yeah, yeah. for a game. <laughs> and the, uh, these sections are my favorite parts of the game. Yes. Um, I think it's the, the coolest thing they do. Uh, these in between chapters uh, take place at night. Mm -hmm. um, the streets, there are lots of fights in the streets, but a lot of them are avoidable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so these sections have like elements of stealth, like, one of the more damning things I thought about when playing this game was like, oh, this is a cover shooter without a cover system until it's a stealth si game without a stealth system. <laughs> and I, I think that's generally true. But these parts are varied and interesting and you can run, you can avoid fighting because you're supposed to be kind of squishy and alone. Yeah. And then like the music, which is the best part of the game, I think. Yeah. And it's been a long time since we've done a, a game where I've just been like, oh, this is the thing that is the takeaway. Like we've done lots of games where like the soundtracks are good. Yeah. Um, this is the part of this that will stick with me. Right. Um, is the music is all like smoky sax and shit, saxophone. Yeah. Like <laughs> again, when I talk about picking a lane, like <laughs> this is a, 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 and this shows up in all the marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when you read about like the intent and you read about all this, like words upon words about the development of this, 
It's like, yeah, we want to make this open world noir mystery. And I'm like, you didn't. Nope. You just commissioned an open world noir mystery soundtrack and it owns. <laughs> you know, like, you can do a lot with music, but you can't do everything. Like, <laughs> right. You're, you know, um, your composer could only do so like, much. He's, he's powerful, but he's not that powerful. <laughs> um, you and your, your cutscenes, you have the motions of like, you're kind of sad and like slow. And, and even just the direction of the cutscenes in these sections mm-hmm. is very like, kind of like stated, you know, stately and slow. Um, really, really kind of phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Um, I always look forward to getting back to these. Same. Yeah. yeah. Um, also pretty cool. I mean, so we're not going to go into too much detail about this, but there are like audio logs that you can find that give you a little bit of a sense of what life is like in the city that is run by an AI. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind um, of little slice of life stories about kind of just the corruption that is at the heart of that and the people there all that stuff is cool and good yeah well and it's also um that's it, it uh unlocks a new cutscene like getting those mm-hmm. i want to say getting all those segments it's just kind of a collectible those the art in those audio logs mm-hmm. like i don't think that story is actually very good like i got a couple of those and, and got bored and then looked mm-hmm. up the summary online yeah but the uh, art is by ashley wood who is a comics artist who mm-hmm. is device divisive but works really well in this format yeah and doing those does answer some questions for something you do in the late game. Yeah. Where you're like, why am I doing this? Um, there are some kind of hints about who these characters are and stuff. It's yes. pretty neat. Yeah. Um, the cooler part about that is that world run by an AI. Mm-hmm. Um, the other very impressive thing to me about this is this idea of the AI, AI, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But it changed, like having this, perhaps the city is a character, um, <laughs> literally in the sense where the city is using the iconography of a city, like it's using the infrastructure. Or, yeah. It's using the infrastructure to direct you towards things. Yeah. Um, um is that subtle is, and awesome. That is such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've been doing a little bit of hiking recently. The spring is here and, you know, the tra- the trails are opening up. Um, and just going through this kind of reminded me of finding the trail mm-hmm. a little bit, just like, Oh yeah. Like all you have to do is just like pay attention, look, open your eyes and see like the ways that this is nudging you mm-hmm. yeah it's really good and having having the city kind of tell you that in a way that like left for dead games do you know do with like headlights and stuff but here having it be an intelligence mm-hmm. that is that is actively doing it um and having it be like very strong and obvious once you notice it yes uh feels pretty great mm-hmm. like this is this is a very cool touch and i love everything with the um the superintendent is <laughs> the name of that character for some reason it's virgil it's very virgil. yeah it's virgil yeah. but like he's called the superintendent which is very funny <laughs> yep wow yeah um just, just imagining like our, like you know the sign goes from one way to saying like aurora borealis <laughs> and like a little arrow and then like a no symbol <laughs> no. and then a question mark no symbol you know <laughs> this glyph of a clock this yeah. map of the world <laughs> Yeah, localized here. entirely yeah. within a restaurant yeah, you are here um yeah <laughs> uh, doing the entire uh sketch as through the superintendent from this <laughs> yeah uh all that stuff is really good uh you know just i'll, I'll hit this broadly at the start uh, while we're talking about the structure the idea of going in and playing as these different characters is good because you do hear them speak you do get kind of the narrative side of that i was really disappointed coming back to this because in my head i remembered oh these these guys they've got different play right yeah i was thinking of halo reach where the different spartans had like different armor abilities no everybody here's just a halo dude they may just start with a different a different weapon 
and the levels around them are focused on different things. Yes. For parts of them. So it's like, right. here's the, here's the driving guy. Mm-hmm. He's the vehicle guy. Here's the explosion guy. Here's the sniper guy, mm-hmm. but they don't feel, you know, the differences that they exist are mostly the weapons and the turrets around you. Yeah. And that stuff will, will kind of change. So like there's a little bit of definition, but not nearly as much as, you know, maybe I, I would have wanted. Yes. Yeah. Um, so talking about the weapon and health, uh, health mechanics and stealth, there is no stealth mechanic in this. Um, <clears throat> so they kind of return back to being roughly like Halo one. So by Halo two, they had gotten rid of the health bar and it was just your shield, you know, mm-hmm. would, would, uh, would, would go down. Um, and also in Halo two, you were able to dual wield. So if you picked up two one handed weapons, you could fire them both at the same time. It was a cool and neat system here. They rolled that back. And that is, you know, noteworthy, right? It's weird for a series to move back uh, yeah. in this way, but it's justified in the story. You are not a Spartan. You don't have the, you know, massive armor, et cetera, and down the line. Uh, here, you've got the two health meters. You've got your recharging stamina. It's like your shield. And then you have your health, which you have to, you know, if you lose it, you end up needing to find pickups to uh, yep. to, to restore it. Yep, yep. Which are weirdly rare. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tons of them when you don't need them. Like, you're always going to find them when there aren't enemies. And then in the middle of big firefights, you maybe get one. Yeah. Which is a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a lot earlier, but it's worth restating. Um, a big problem with this game, and I didn't know it to be the series, but I believe it, mm-hmm. is the enemies are really bullet spongy. Yeah. Um, they just take bullets. Mm-hmm. Just put bullets in them. Um, everything except for the little triangle men. <laughs> you know, um, those guys. those guys go down quick. Everything else goes down slow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use melee, but even melee isn't a one-hit kill. Like, it does a lot of damage. But if you walk up to one of the brutes, um, it's three to four melee attacks right. uh, while that's happening. So it does end up having this thing where you, for being somebody who doesn't have shields and isn't in, like, high armor, like, you are just taking an unrealistic amount of bullets until you get sick of being shot <laughs> um, and, and start panting. Until you say uh, enough of this shit and then die. Yeah, but enough of this shit and die or enough of this shit and go stand facing a wall. <laughs> you know, there's no cover system. You're not going to put your back to it. You're just going to stand and go. I'm going to go stand in the corner. I'm, I know what I do. <laughs> I'll look at this wall. I'll look at the wall. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the uh, So, yeah, the bullet sponginess of this is a big ass bummer. Yes. Um, there is a uh, kind of detective mode filter called the visor VISR. Mm hmm. Um, which not only like highlights enemies um, and puts outlines on geometry, geometry, it's actually just necessary in nighttime levels. Yes. Um, to even kind of see, it's like what you have instead of a flashlight. Right. Uh, or indoors. Mm-hmm. Don't turn them on during the day though. Cause you can't see shit. Yep. Yeah. They will blind you. It is, it is low light vision. Yes. Um, yeah. Also that is how you get your little waypoints as well for stuff that you want to interact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so the different missions, they've got different vehicle set pieces, some of them, most of them, a good number of them, but we're going to talk about them, uh, when we get to kind of the TikTok portion of the, of the, uh, episode. What does the TikTok portion mean? TikTok, you know, um, uh, they're like, uh, hitting it point by point. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that like a zap? Is that you're, you're trying to do a, a catchphrase? Are you trying to make that a thing? Or no, you, it's like, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a thing from new, like, like news from like the okay. television reporting, like the TikTok would be the series of events in the order that they happened. Okay. I've never heard the TikTok. Yeah. That's the thing. Um the uh yeah, we, we will get to the instant death traps yes. with high gravity points. <laughs> the the the, uh, the weird tumblers in a bit. Yes. Um this uh the multiplayer in this game came on a separate disc. 
Um, it had all of the DLC maps for Halo 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo kind of interesting to think about that. Three. Or Halo 3, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this added firefight mode. Uh, this was not the first horde mode in games. That would be Gears of Wars, would, <laughs> Gears of War, uh, which named horde mode. Um, and here, though, it made it first person and you could, you know, play cooperatively, fight against waves of these enemies with your friends. This was considered to be like the thing that was good um, mm-hmm. about this game by like, the people who really loved it. Can see it. Yeah. Um, this was made in less than three years, which is unusual for. Bungie, this is the mm-hmm. first one they've done. It was 18 months or 17 months, I think. Something like that. Um, so it was a team of uh, people who were freed up from other projects. Um, there was a collaboration with Peter Jackson that was tied into the Halo movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that fell through. That's why there's not a Halo movie. Um, you know, if you're looking around saying, where's the Halo movie? <laughs> now you get ODST. Yeah. Um, so they were able to do that. And then they, everyone else fin- finished concurrent projects and they pulled them off to play test it and kind of rush it out. Yes. Um, we talked about this. I alluded to this earlier, the marketing of this being controversial. Um, originally, this was stated to be an expansion for Halo 3. And then they said, actually, we have enough for a full game here. Yeah, a full $60 game. Full $60 game. It's an exceedingly short game. Yep. Like, it took me a while to play, partly because um, we're playing Sekiro for Bonfire Side Chat. Mm-hmm. Partly just because, you know, I, it was easy to walk away from. Yeah. For me, again, I, I found things to like. I didn't hate it, but it felt like a real 6 out of 10 kind of thing for me. So, um it's exceedingly short if you're not going to play this in multiplayer like we on the show in general we try to avoid like this amount of money is worth this amount of dollar you know hours of entertainment mm-hmm. but it was a big talking point when this came out right right um, just, just yeah, you know you know yeah 60 bucks you know? <laughs> 60 bucks for this which you which you called an expansion pack and yeah. putting it up next to that like even if that is not necessarily like the best argument, it is an argument. It is a thing to be said about it. Well, and and the end result is if people felt really good about like I can think of a game, you know, games that I would feel good that I spent sixty dollars on there very short. Yes. Like it's not just that. Like it's also reuses weapons from from Halo three, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, that I can see just being very frustrating. And the fact that it is a mild like change, like having the slightly squishier soldier mm-hmm. who can jump sl- slightly less high, but that is a very like incremental change. Yes. It's really crazy reading reviews of this. Now I, I spent a while <laughs> reading Metacritic reviews and like one, lots of nines and tens, which I was very surprised by. Right. But two, you know, uh, some people are like, yeah, this is enough change and this is a ripoff at 60 bucks. And some people were like, this changes everything. Yes. Like having a soldier who's really kind of weak just makes us a totally different game. <laughs> and I, I dipped into, cause I had that master chief collection. I dipped into halo two a little bit. Uh, and it does not feel that different to me. Right. Like right. it feels different, but the idea of thinking of it as a sea change, I think is a little off base. Yes. Personally. Yeah. Um, and so that, that cuts both ways, either positively, you know, this is a complete reiteration or revision of what Halo is all about. Good thing. You know, this is a developer questioning their own assumptions, et cetera, down the line. There were also people saying, why isn't this a regular Halo game? Like, I want more. I want to see what Master Chief is doing. What are you doing? Why are you doing this when you could give me more, more, more of the chief, baby? Yeah. Um, Hail to the chief. <laughs> yeah. Gravy. Um, <laughs> so uh, kind of cuts, kind of cuts every way. Like, and I think that that speaks to the fact that ODST is in this just in a lot of regards in this extremely awkward half place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Very, very, very strange. Yep. 
Uh, weirdly, it has a star-studded voice cast, which is not something that really happens in the in the rest of the series. At least that I've seen. Other than David Cross, it went from David Cross to the entire cask of cast of Firefly. <laughs> Pretty not much. the cask of Firefly, yeah. the legend that we'll never actually find. Yep. But the uh, cast of Firefly, yes. Uh, Fox buried it away. Um, no, yeah, but you know, like you've got Nathan Fillion playing kind of the main character of the game, uh, sharing that role with yeah, Trisha like Helfer. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it just looks like the well, like Mal. The, yeah. yeah, they they did they just licensed the likeness of Nathan Fillion and Trisha Helfer at least on the 360 <laughs> version, which is what I played. It's not so he doesn't look so much like Nathan Fillion. He looks like Zach Woods. He looks like Jared from Silicon Valley. Mm. <laughs> a bit to me, like a beefier Jared. I, it's hard to imagine beef jared <laughs> the as, as a character yeah. that's a good that's like season six though that show <laughs> and they create beef jared <laughs> but the um i to me like on, on the version i played he looked like nathan fillion okay yeah so i don't know if that's a uh just the the master chief experience or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah. that i got but yeah but, uh, but, also uh, alan tudyk yep um uh, nolan north is in this because of course he is uh, yep um, and then Adam Baldwin, the hateful bigot. Yep. The uh, Breitbart monster. Yeah. Yep. The Bright... <laughs> <laughs> Breitbart monster. Crunch your bones. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, the Breitbart monster is also in it. Yes. Uh, and the, the characters from Firefly play versions of themselves, essentially. Uh, yes. Like Alan Tudyk plays a very similar character to Wash. Yeah, they, they... Adam Baldwin plays similar to, to... The, the hateful bigot from Firefly. <laughs> right. Yeah um yep. and that's fine they can they can they can be their archetypes yep. yeah it's good you know it's cute yep like if you're gonna yep. have a wise like this is definitely them trying to do a wisecracking squad yeah there's them, them trying to kind of diverse squad to, to try and trying to get that uh get that starship trooper seat which is a worthwhile exactly. goal i think yeah and and choosing one that was already well loved mm -hmm. and professional voice actors and stuff that are already fit those archetypes nothing wrong with that yeah yeah you know um it's fine mm -hmm. um game sold uh pretty well reviewed fine um you know we talked about the, the kind of controversy of that but it did pretty well yeah um and it is a, a dlc for the master chief collection on xbox one which yes. is why i played um the master chief collection is actually coming to pc that was just recently announced um this is the last thing coming to, P to pc though so if we had timed this episode a little differently um i would have played this on pc it possibly would have played the whole thing co-op and we could add a totally different episode to watch out for fireballs. <laughs> but know. timing is a harsh mistress. Yeah. That this always fucking happens to us. So it does. Yeah. It does. Watch them do uh you know ODST Scholar of the First Sin after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's probably something called the Sin in that mythology. I'm or sure. Movie. There's definitely like a race that they call scholars, even though they're called like the or something like you know, some kind of <laughs> yeah. alien click. I, that wasn't me specifically trying to do an African language. No, that was no. me trying to make alien noises. Yeah. So there's a kind of a preamble to this that again sets the false tone of this being an incredibly dramatic uh, story. So yes, we have an opening scroll. It is 2553. The Covenant has come to Earth, attacking New, Mamba New Mombasa, as we said. Mm -hmm. um, and the UNSC, which are the good guys, have mustered a force of orbital drop shock troopers to counterattack. 
Um, we start with the first person in the squad's kind of goofing around before the mission. We say goofing around. It's also uh, <laughs> Romeo, who is the worst, yeah. <laughs> being a real sexist monster. And a lot of like, oh, our new captain's a girl. Um, what? That, yeah, they had to have felt dated even in 2009. <laughs> um, but Buck, of course, has a history with her. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very like some of the tropes that this goes through made me think that halfway through there's going to be a jewel heist. Kind of some or something. All right. Yeah. Fuck, fuck defending Earth. We're going to get as rich as possible. Get off this rock. It's going to fucking burn anyway. We're going to live like kings. <laughs> like, like, I don't listen. I only care about two things. Stopping the covenant and getting the jewel of Mombasa. And then, like, it's just very, very cliche. Yeah. You know? We'll talk about that later. You know, it, it is cliche and kind of regressive, this whole section. Yeah, yeah. Here, uh, Buck isn't having it, but not because he doesn't, because he thinks sexism is wrong, <laughs> but because that's his girlfriend. Yes, I, li- you know? I, I, I have liked her. I have liked her private areas, so therefore she she, yep. she is worth defending. So Yeah. Um, there's also a little underlining, oh, you're the strong silent type, are you? Well, that'll serve you well, soldier, because you never talk in this. Right, weird, right. You know, we're mute. Um, <laughs> you make the drop. Uh, but before you land, a Covenant carrier warps in or warps away, which causes this EMP blast thing. It has a different name. I can't remember what it's called. But, I think they call it uh, EMP. Yeah. yeah. But there, there's like something like the subspace something something that fucks oh, up the yeah, computer. Oh, yeah. They jumped into <laughs> subspace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a different term for it, but it, it's essentially an EMP blast. Yeah. Um, that fucks up the canisters and turns them into uh, sky coffins. Yes. And then we start with the rookie. We get these little tasteful title cards mm-hmm. before we start with, with anybody yes. uh, here. And uh, you get a little tutorial on how to look around, just if you've never played an FPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you're out on the streets of Mombasa. Yes. Uh, this is six hours after the drop. Um, <laughs> so when you dropped, it was kind of midday. Now it's nighttime, and you just kind of got to find your way to a terminal to get the supervisor, get the map data, and kind of start uh, looking for these beacons. Superintendent, cool. <laughs> yeah, the supervisor. Um the uh, let's talk about just real quick because i don't want to bring it up every single time it happens right like the low level patina of i mean i guess i just want to talk about how unsatisfied i am with exploring in this game yeah because i think that modern games have led me to expect there to be things when you go to out of the way corners Mm -hmm. and this game has some rare kind of like caches of weapons every once in a while yeah like you can find two things you can maybe find like a weapon a lot of times um and we'll talk about these individual weapons kind of as we're introduced to them but some of them and i this is new for me for halo um just have kind of like a limited like this has this much energy Mm -hmm. and that's kind of it for it yeah and then it's gone you might find one of those powerful energy weapons very occasionally you'll find an audio log which we talked about but they're all the same audio log that tell the same story um but oftentimes I would just like, even this very first area, there are three spokes from this, the critical path and two corners. And there's nothing in those corners. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a brave choice. Like why? You know, <laughs> it made me think that maybe there was, this was also going to be multi or uh, repurposed for multiplayer. Maybe because there's cover and stuff in those corners. And I thought maybe it would be fun to like make a stand here. Yeah. But as a single player gamer who enjoys treats, like, I kept expecting there someone to throw a treat into my mouth when I got to this corner, you know, or at least just have a reason to do it. Right. And not doing that made these like kind of long atmospheric city sections, which are my favorite. The mechanical impetus for really soaking them in wasn't really there. Like, you know, I, I made it feel discouraging to explore. Right. Kind of right off the bat. Like it mm-hmm. felt to me signaling like, hey, there's nothing out here. 
Yeah. Just go towards the checkpoint and fight <laughs> monsters on the way. Fight the orcs. Yeah. So I think that's one of those things where, uh, again, this game existing in a very awkward half space, you know, they, they their idea was, okay, we're going to make this an open world. Uh, what does that mean? That means modeling the city. All right. Well, what would a futuristic city with a space elevator at the center look like? All right. Well, we've got these different sectors with the walls, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Is this fun to move? No, no, no. They didn't get to that. They, they didn't get yeah. to the point where they ask, is this fun to move around? Like this could have been a level. It doesn't really benefit that much from being as open as it is. And I think that because they said like, well, we're going to put the space in here. It's got to be a city. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's what resulted in this feeling. I mean, kind of undesigned. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe naturalistic to a fault. Right. You know, like a, a city, you know, in a video game, it, it, it's similar to like Shovel Knight, like, right. Like Shovel Knight is not like an NES game. It is what an NES game feels like. Mm -hmm. Like what you'd want from this is how it like to evoke the feeling of a city, but right. not actually be as bland as a city. Like, you know, the there's no as far as I could tell, there was not an indicator as to which doors were openable. Like it took me a while to stop trying to go into buildings. It's red blue, or it's no, red it's, blue. It, you know, it's, it's red, it's red green. So it might okay. have looked similar. That could be the be the case. Stop yeah. using colors to signify things in games. Yeah. Um. The or just include a mode. Yeah. Um. Twenty nine, twenty. You know, two thousand nine. I don't blame you, but mm -hmm. that is a, a frustrating thing. But like for me, I was just like, oh, this looks like a door I can go into. Like, and I just kind of kept walking up to doors until that discouraged me too. Like, the early game of being in this open world was a series of discouragements that was saying, stop paying attention to this, just go to the next <laughs> checkpoint so we can show you another cutscene. Right. You know. It's you like, know? So the, the the game loudly declares, "This is what you can expect," and then says, yeah. "Wait, you expected this?" Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Like it, it's it was disappointing, even though you know, again, I like these these parts yeah, generally. Yeah um for atmosphere more than anything yes. but not for exploration not for level design really right yeah uh so once you get the superintendent in your head uh you mm -hmm. get a beacon for teari plaza uh you know like hey this is probably where one of your sh one of your squad mates is and you mm -hmm. fight your way across you know we're not going to be hitting every single one of these you start out with two really good guns uh your submachine yep. gun and your pistol it's silenced but it's not Right. Uh, when you shoot it, it will alert everyone. It's just called silenced as a uh, as a joke. It was like invented by John Silence or something. Um, but it, it, that was another thing, too, that made me think like, oh, I'm supposed to stealth past these guys. And you no. can stealth, but you want to stealth with melee. Yeah. Um, you do not want to stealth with any guns. Yeah. Um, the idea that they had a pistol with a scope on it was actually um, a thing that fans were really clamoring for. Halo mm -hmm. 1 had an incredibly overpowered pistol that had basically a sniper scope on it. They mm -hmm. got rid of it for Halo 2 because it was overpowered and unbalancing the game. People threw a shit fit about it. Um, and now it's finally back, baby. So, Good. yeah. Good gun. Worth uh, worth noting. Good gun, not enough ammo, which is weird yeah. uh, for well, pistols. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's also ODST.txt, right? Yep. <laughs> so, like, the... Um, one of the things I was thinking about also with this game, these are all general generality things in it. Mm -hmm. The standard watch out for fireballs disclaimer is that like when I stop talking about this doesn't mean it stops happening in the game. Yes. Yeah. Like it will be, a, it is a problem for the entire game. Yeah. Um, is that ammo is, there are no ammo fill ups. There mm -hmm. are just guns that have ammo in them already. Right. Um, so when you run out of ammo, you are not saying I like this weapon. I'm going to keep with it, stick mm -hmm. with it. You are saying, what gun is on the ground for me to pick up? Yes. And 90% um, of the time, that is a plasma pistol. 
Yeah, which is a bad gun. <laughs> right. um, I did not like the plasma pistol. I understand if you charge it, you can do things with it, but mm-hmm. I think that's a really bad gun. No. Um, so it wasn't about like, and the plus side of that is it gets you to try a lot of different guns. Yes. Like, yeah. and it um, kind of forces you to think on your feet, right? Like I need to be able to understand this gun and, you know, make it fit into whatever tactical demands are being placed on me by the level in front of me. I think, I think that's the idea, yes. but in reality, I just went for whatever was a machine gun, either <laughs> of the hit scan human variety or the pew pew alien variety. Right. Right. You know, and then just went with that because they were common. Um, I reliably kind of knew what they would do. Mm-hmm. You know, when I found a long arm, I would always get it like a carbine or a sniper rifle or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. would use it, but it was just like, here's my, here's my eight shots. Yeah. And then it just gone spill. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, even those things, they feel like anything other than a pew pew laser assault rifle or a marine assault rifle mm-hmm. or a plasma pistol felt like a temporary power up. Yes. Um, which is a really weird feeling. Like it wasn't about me looking at a situation and choosing my approach. Mm-hmm. It was about sometimes for a situation, there would be a sniper rifle in an area and clearly like it is time for snipe. Mm-hmm. Let's let's snipe until I'm out of bullets. And then it just becomes catches catch can combat encounter on-site procurement osp yep on, on-site procurement and you can never refill a gun mm-hmm. so on-site procurement where you're going to end up using a lot of needlers <laughs> you know um so like this is it's weird right like I, I can see the appeal of it and some of the weapons are fun in this game but the fact that like it made me very conservative when i found a powerful weapon or a weapon i liked yeah yeah like it projects too good to use syndrome on something like a carbine or a rifle which shouldn't be too good to use it felt like mm-hmm. you know and just uh just having no ammo pickups anywhere is a really really weird choice yeah. like, um, <laughs> it's like I, I like this gun because it makes the enemies die in less than a clip that's um, that's the thing and it's like know. we can't have that you actually need to go back to the gun that the enemies die in 1.5 clips yeah you know uh, because I, that's part of our loop for some reason have, have you considered the plasma pistol halo's version of zubat yeah, yeah, it is. A, it is a Zubat for the ground. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, so it's a uh, that stuff. You know, was was a little bit frustrating to me. Yeah, I gotta say. Um, yeah, and it is a continuing problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you move through this. You do some combat encounters. We're not going to talk about the individual ones. Um, I guess like again now. Not to. I'm not trying to delay us, but I'm doing this stuff now, so mm-hmm. we don't do it every single time it comes up. We should probably talk a little bit about what these encounters feel like. Yes. In terms of like the rhythm of combat and what a kind of like ODST ass ODST combat encounter feels like. So we can name check it later. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you generally see the enemies from uh, from a while away, uh, even though this is not a, uh, a stealth game. The first mover advantage is definitely there especially mm-hmm. as regards like grenades and you got a bunch of different types of grenades too. like stickies are a thing. And it's very satisfying to, 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 to really get one on, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, you need to get in and close the distance. Um, and especially here at the beginning, you're fighting kind of, um, only a handful of different kind of enemies. You have the angry triangles, like the grunts who are often just carrying kind of weaker guns, your needlers and your, and your plasma pistols, uh, and you're also going up against brutes who are a bit of a stand-in for um, older enemies, the elites. Orcs. Well, oh. yeah, they're, they're, they're basically orcs. They're like eight men kind of kind of deals. Um, and yeah. they're really resilient and they've got different kinds of weapons. Uh, some of them are shielded, uh, which is a real bummer. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, which just means more bullet sponginess or getting one of those plasma pistols and overcharging it to take down their shields, which would be great if you can carry more than two weapons. Yes. Like having a weapon actually have a utility as opposed to just firepower mm-hmm. is not good in a game where you only have two weapons. Like, right. I don't want to carry around this tool when that's half of my offensive viability right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have the, those ape guys. And the way enemies kind of act in general, like, they will sometimes take cover. They will throw grenades if you're in cover. Mm-hmm. They felt really weirdly random to me. Like, they were acting randomly. Like, a little, you know, a grunt would walk out, just throw a grenade, just standing in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. and just toss it at me like it was going to blow up on contact. Yeah. You know, things like that would happen. And somebody made it, this is this is not supported, and... Not only is it not supported, there is text, like there is a right answer to this. So if I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just putting the disclaimer that like, I don't know the right answer and it exists and I just didn't look it up. But somebody uh, on the Slack was saying like, yeah, that's kind of Halo AI is that it is very random. So every encounter is going to be very different mm. uh, in that uh, in that capacity. And it is because they have a wide array of things they'll do in every individual situation. Yes. Like the level of scripting is very low. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, additionally, their AI is incredibly dependent on the level of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, so even yeah. on normal, they're going to act, you know, just even more randomly. Um, on easy, it is kind of insulting what they have them do. Like they end up spending most of their time, like, like kind of sh- shuffling from one foot to the other, as oppo- yeah. as opposed to like, like moving to, to move. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to moving tactically. Again, I just I wish that I had the ability. Like for the AI, give me this difficulty, but for the health. Uh, give me give me this difficulty because I need to get through this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th- I th- I think that's that, that that's absolutely the case. And I think that also kind of feeds into the idea that these are not so much designed to be, you know, in corridors. These are the, these fights are designed to happen in wide open spaces. And so mm-hmm. there are just a lot more angles for the AI to consider. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, conversely, though. Uh, and this is something I should have put in the generalities, but didn't. Uh, friendly AI is incredibly useful. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are fighting alongside somebody, it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen in the overworld. But when you're fighting alongside other people and they are not driving, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they tend to be very effective um, and can swing the battle for you. They also get uh, unlimited bullets. Yes. So like a tip I read online that I started using was like, if I have one of those very rare weapons that feels like a power up, Mm -hmm. give it to someone because they will just wreck shop. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the super laser. (laughs) Just go crazy with it. I can fire it two times. You can fire it for the rest of the encounter. (laughs) Right. Um, Which is kind of a cheat, but I don't care. Um, The uh, yeah. So just kind of the, the way that encounters feel in this, like you take damage, you, you stand and I would shoot at a grunt or, or a brute rather um, try to get that shield down while they were standing and shooting at me and they would sometimes take cover. And then I would sometimes take cover. And the difference would be my like tolerance for being shot would regenerate. Yeah. And theirs wouldn't. So like, mm-hmm. basically you, you were out firing until you start really panting and then you jump behind something for a while. Um, and that's kind of the rhythm, like yeah. for something that is supposed to be, you know, again, that 10 seconds of fun, I spent a surprisingly large amount of time, standing behind pillars yeah yeah just kind of waiting yeah um and this is not me saying it's possible to play the game wrong i think that i think that broadly what is 
what it is encouraging you to do and what ends up needing to happen on higher difficulty levels is kind of a more mobile and aggressive um, style of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you definitely like you, I was definitely moving around. Like I say, I was staying there shooting. I wasn't just yeah. staying there shooting. I was like strafing, Yeah. but yeah. I was still taking shots because yeah. like just by, by, by staying there, you mean like not advancing position. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't moving towards cover or anything like that because if I did like, the enemies wouldn't leave it or anything, and I couldn't take them out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like or, if an enemy is in is in a position, I cannot run up to it and grab that position for myself. Yeah. without sometimes a clip and a half, <laughs> right. you know, of, of bullets, which is just takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And and you know, kind of back down to the level of relative fragility and how wide open these maps are. Like you do, is sometimes end up needing to uh, take advantage of. I don't know, like ad hoc tunnels almost where you can where you can kind of like either control what direction the uh, fire is coming from or at least, you know, make a good enough guess. Because what happens is if you advance beyond what you clear, you end up with enemies kind of behind you and then you get caught up in the crossfire um, yeah. and you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in general, like I managed to have some fun. Mm-hmm. In the just regular combat encounters in this game, the kind of standard ODST combat encounter, though, definitely wore out its welcome. Yeah, fairly quickly. Like we'll talk about the enemies when we get exposed to them, but there, I think there are five. Very um, few. There are not very many enemy types in this game. Yeah. Um, six if you count the drone things, which are pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that that can where there's going to be those sprinkled between each of these levels, and oftentimes in the levels. Yes. So. Yeah. And for the individual levels and scenarios, it's going to be more us talking about like, what is the gimmick of this one? Yes. More and, so. And what anything. happens, not the specific encounters. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you get to uh, Teari Plaza, you fight your way inside and you find uh, one of the recon helmets smashed into a screen uh, that is kind of the, that, that is bearing the supervisor logo. You think, oh boy, there's some, there's somebody's out there without their helmet. Uh, and this starts the flashback uh, back to when Buck landed in Tyaria Plaza. So mm-hmm. you are playing as Buck in this. Buck is Nathan Fillon. Yes, he he, he is wow. the he is a leader who is both honorable and good. He's trying to keep everybody mm-hmm. in line, kind of a kind of a, a Kermit the Frog kind of figure. But mm-hmm. you know, in in from the special forces walks the love of his life. Yeah, Veronica Dare. Yep, we're on dare. Um, so we start off there. They're talking to each other um, as as Buck gets out of his his pod. They're talking over radio. Yes. Um, and you you can quickly surmise like they definitely used to be an item. Like he's doing the again the very cliche like can we talk about us? I'm like <laughs> come on, Buck. Like <laughs> have some have a have a single professional bone in your goddamn yeah, body, you're Buck. In a war zone, Buck. <laughs> um, Buck. Come on, Buck. Um, you're talking about that. Uh, and Dara says, like, hey, get me out of my pod. Right, right. Um, she has her own mission. She is with, like, an intelligence agency of some type. I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's called Oni is what it is. Oni. Yeah. Um, she is with the Oni um, and will not tell you what her thing is. And I was certain this was going to be aliens. Mm. Like, oh, like, she's, you know, she's Paul Reiser. <laughs> you know, no wonder Buck likes her. Yeah. You know, like she, she's Paul Reiser and it's going to be, uh, you know, something nefarious, but it's super not like <laughs> nope. she, there's no reason for her to have kept this a secret. That's super annoying that she that yeah. she even did. Yeah, there's yeah, it's literally nonsense for her to hold back this information. That's been yeah. a real theme on the show this year. Yep. <laughs> but like, boy, do I notice that in fiction now all the time? Like, 
Jesus Christ, just talk. <laughs> just talk. This is so contrived. Yeah. Uh, um, I just realized how weird it is for them to have an intelligence agency called Oni in this game, because Oni is definitely a game that Bungie developed. Yeah. 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 Weird. Um, so your, your mission is to go help her get out of her pod. Yes. Um, and this is like the basic combat mission. Uh, you know, you're mm -hmm. just trying to cover distance across the streets, um, fighting the aforementioned grunts and brutes, but also you get jackals in. These are the, uh, uh, these are the sniper enemies. They've also got these energy shields that have a little cutout on the side of them, which is mm -hmm. what you're going to be aiming for. Uh, they also have a vaguely rooster like appearance. So it is impossible to take them seriously. Yep, there are little little roosters. At least they don't like sit around like any cock will do. You know, they're not like, <laughs> little <laughs> little, uh, little combat barks like like a horny Jar Jar Binks saying the any cock will do thing is from the cock ring warehouse thing from Mister Show. Okay, which I watched like three times yesterday, and I don't know why. Like, I just was reminded of cock ring warehouse. Yeah, and it is one of the it's one of the greatest. Like, it's if so you good. haven't seen it, people should check it out. Yeah. Good. I think that's that's familiar what is it yeah no that's incredibly it's a, it uh, is a joke that i have used for many things like including whip fest where it is like kind of a tired voice like i wasn't tired in whip fest but introducing different models of something things that have a very funny name like yep. ladies choice the perforator and things <laughs> like that and they just pop up with different fonts <laughs> suggest what it is, and it is always funny to me yeah. but then to the end the mascot comes out which is a rooster that goes any cock will do i love that as a very open response for for a cock ring purveyor <laughs> yeah. like, they're a, they're cock agnostic like, they don't care <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah well, you know that's good it, it, it is a it is a good attitude to have if you're going to be in that business yeah, all penises are good. We've said it many times Yes, uh, on the show. And all non-penises are also good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they look like little roosters. Um, these things ended up being pretty easy for me. Mm -hmm. Like, did not add a lot of strategy unless they were in a sniping position. Like, a lot yeah. of times they're just on the ground. Right, right. Um, they're snipers. They're high-priority targets. Yes. Um, as you uh, continue towards us and go through these combat encounters, you get your first hunter uh, experience here. Yeah. Um, so these are kind of like boss characters, mm -hmm. almost, like mini-bosses. Yeah, they're they're very heavily armored. Um, in the fiction, they're like worm creatures that are piloting this power armor kind of deal. Um, and they're going to charge at you. And they also have very heavy hitting um, kind of energy grenade weapon kind of dealies. Um, mm -hmm. they, they always take priority. The game loves throwing two of them at you at a time, which is uh, very difficult because really the only way to do damage to them outside of using a rocket launcher is to target the very conveniently exposed um kind of like fleshy bit on their back yeah yep um this i would use sticky sticky grenades on these things a lot mm -hmm. like they're, they're, they're the, a big yeah. target for that yeah um hit I wanna, in the back with a sticky grenade i want to speak to the quality of the animation in this uh mm -hmm. when you specifically around the stickies every uh enemy when you hit them with a sticky does an amazing oh shit dance mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's really good yeah the uh yeah yeah. Um, I enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but you're trying to get to this plaza uh, where a drop pod has landed. Um, and when you get there, uh, this strange tentacled monster bears down on you. Now, if you have read the Halo, uh, the, the Halo novels, you'll and reckon. I have. Oh, of course. <laughs> I've never played a game. <laughs> I, I never. 
I don't watch yeah. the movie until I finish the model, Gary. Yeah, I you don't know smoke, this. I just do nicotine. Bags. I've never seen Speed, but I've, <laughs> but I've built yeah. the bus from Speed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is a, this is an engineer. This is actually a Covenant race that they've been trying to get into the games for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand what's so difficult about having a non-combat enemy that's just a buff on other yeah. people. But regardless, this comes down. Uh, Romeo saves you from it. Um, and apparently this is something they got dare because the uh, the pod is empty. Yeah. Done, done, done. <laughs> so you and Romeo, the jerk, uh, say, like, we need to get above the city and put out a distress beacon. Yes, we need, we need We need some kind of help to get out of here because this is really, really bad. Yep. Uh, it fades away to the... the the rookie holding the helmet, like crying as over smooth jazz. <laughs> um, and then you leave the building and head to the next beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see another engineer. This is the through line. The engineers are the point of this game. Like yes. spoiler, like that's, that's the story mm-hmm. um, out there and uh, providing shields to some brutes that want to fight. Um, there's a rare cutscene you can see here that I looked up online, mm-hmm. which is uh, if you sneak up on a certain angle, you can see two brutes turning an engineer into a suicide bomber. Oh, geez. Um, which is interesting. Um, not a whole lot of people seen it, but it's online. Oh, oh. Um, so that's another way they're using them. Um, you know, even as somebody who didn't know the Halo stuff, I'm like, oh, they are subjugating these people. Yeah. You know, that I'm going to in turn slaughter. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't you, care you can choose not they're, to. <laughs> they're all going to die. Well, some of them you can. Like, you can't run past everything in this game. Not true. <laughs> yeah. And the. Uh, oh, no. I was speaking the, specifically of the engineers. Like, you, you yeah. don't have to kill them. And there's even a, an achievement for getting through. For not killing them. Yeah. Yeah. But they also, they buff your dudes. Buff the dudes. Well, yeah. You know, like they're encountered. And then also, aren't the, the grunts also like brainwashed or whatever? Like, aren't they also yeah, subjugated I don't, I don't, in a way? I don't know that fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think so. I think somebody, the same person on Slack who was telling me about the AI said that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anywho. <laughs> um you head on out to the the, the next one um the the engineer is providing overshields to the brute so you can overshields are something we just say like it's a thing what it I, means I mean, it, it is, is like <laughs> yeah it is in it is in halo yeah um it is just like additional shield it's it, not like invincibility or anything like that right right um yeah, like it's a power up in multiplayer yeah there, there are a lot of assumptions that i've just made about people yeah. knowing this shit when i made these notes i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. gary it's okay <laughs> Well, I mean, I know what overshields are. I played the game. Right. If somebody's listening to this, they don't know. Like, right. So overshields, are they like from above? You can't shoot them? Yeah. Like, is it, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so uh. you, you're heading to this next beacon. The next beacon is at this crashed fighter um, in this mm-hmm. plaza. Um, you head up to that, and you see it's the last recording. Um, Buck wants to link up with something called the B-Net, yeah. creating the Buck Bumble uh, <laughs> crossover. Right. Right, so uh, you, finished, you finished the game last night. When did you think yeah. that one up? Yeah, <laughs> um, the B net and uh, the the drone uh, itself passes over passes over Dutch, so we're introduced to Dutch's flashback. Yes, which I think is thirty minutes after the drop, uh, something like that. It's it's yeah, really after. Yeah, like like these first few are you like all of these people getting either getting out of or having recently gotten out of their pods, mm-hmm. out of their sky caskets. So Dutch is the character voiced by Adam Baldwin. Uh, mm-hmm. like weirdly, he is a soldier who is also incredibly religious and philosophical. Like he mm-hmm. muses about God and such. So he's, he's so he he is the Rod Flanders. He's the quiet religious guy who'll go crazy and try and kill us all. But also the tough dude. Yes, like, he's, he's, he's the big he's, guy. Like he starts out with a like a laser cannon. Yep, he he's both. And this section is all about vehicles. Yes, like vehicles, vehicles, vehicles. <laughs> 
Yeah, but he's landed kind of on the shore in this place called Uplift Reserve, uh, which is like a nature preserve. So you're in basically mm-hmm. like a like a an open air zoo almost. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh you go and this is nice because it's not just tech corridors and city. Yes. You know, like it's it's a cool other environment. It has that feeling of like finding the the sanctuary or whatever in Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Um and it is with lots of other people. You're part of a military operation. Yeah. Um you head up the beach and you link up and there are like dead zebras everywhere. It's nice. <laughs> um, and then you link up with Pleasant. Uh, with with uh with other marines mm-hmm. like hey odst you're welcome thanks for joining us let's do this um and then they run you over like it, 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 it's <laughs> they back over cool. you and you're done they back over you and you die like it is super this is the jankiest mission to me by like quite a bit uh-huh um man like it doesn't so you kind of you try out the different vehicles um you know you don't let them drive uh you you know you do turrets or whatever because they're always going to flip your shit and you're taking out a series of kind of encampments. Yes. Um, you know, either in terms of turrets that the enemy has set up, or um, I don't know what they're called, but they're big hovercraft things. Yeah, like, well, I don't know. I don't know the name for them, but it's actually kind of neat. They have these hovering platforms, you know, with like little mm-hmm. grav lifts that uh, that, that uh, hover you up to them. Um, and uh, you can actually destroy these. Like, you can take away their high ground advantage with firepower. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. Which is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you give, uh, if you drive and you give, um, your laser cannon that you start with to the passenger mm-hmm. guy, oh, yeah. he's, he'll be really good with that. Yes. Um, you kind of, you know, continue to move forward. Um, there's lots of talk, you know, you taking orders from this military sergeant guy who is not really part of the main story to kind of take land. Like you're essentially just kind of gaining ground. Yeah. Um, something happened here that hasn't happened to me since like a game I played in like the nineties, <laughs> the game checkpointed about a second before I blew up. Oh, fun. Yep. Uh, so me just doing the checkpoint, reloading over and over and over <laughs> to try to get enough distance between this explosion, like uh, the end of this level where you, you go past a really, really entrenched position mm-hmm. and I think you're just supposed to drive past it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the idea is like, you've got to get out of this preserve to link up with the rest of your people. Well, yeah, there's one way to do yeah. that, which is pilot, whatever you can over the, over the rim. So like what happened was, um, I kept trying, you know, maybe 30 or 40 times getting blown up from this missile that was already in flight that got saved when it checkpointed. And that's a really easy thing to do. Like if you do a checkpoint, just make when it loads, get all the bullets out of the air. Yep. You know, like that seems like a, a good way to, you don't have to save the position of every bullet. Um, but this missile was coming towards me. So I got out, I eventually jumped to clear it. Yeah. Like ran really far back to get health and then was trying to get past this position um, and couldn't. Yeah. So I, I drove past the position and then my uh, warthog was about to blow up. So I jumped out of it was just walking towards a thing and then switched to a cutscene where I was in a warthog flying through the air. <laughs> like just got teleported into a cutscene. Nice. Warthog. Like it was one of the jankiest things I've played. Like again, since like 98, <laughs> like it was pretty incredible. It's, like, been, it's been a while since we got, since it got caught in a good old fashioned quicksave trap. Yeah. Man. Series it, it finale of Futurama, man. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen that often, you know, like when I'm controlling the quicksave, like, you know, I'm, I'm, no, you're not, I'm an old hand at that shit. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, the checkpoint, checkpoint trap, like, and the way that checkpoints in this game happen in the middle of firefights. Weird. Like, they're not during downtimes. Yeah. And that happened to me several other times. Nothing with, like, a missile, you know, a second away from hitting me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would be in the, like, not in cover. 
You know, it's like that one bonfire in Sinner's Rise and in, in Dark Souls 2. <laughs> yeah. Where you wake up from it and the guy turns and shoots you with a crossbow as soon as you wake up. Like, <laughs> why does this keep happening? Why does this happen at least 12 times? <laughs> so it was like super fun. Like whenever I got in the hovercraft thing, real yeah. fun, blowing up lots of things, super oh, fun. Yeah. The, so janky, I, for, I forget. I, I always get the Banshee and the Ghost mixed up. I need to see. <laughs> need to listen to monster in my podcast season yeah well they're all fucking the same there too so yeah no but yeah but but the speeder bike like that's my favorite that's my favorite the thing, the thing um, owns yeah it's easy to control too like mm-hmm. it doesn't flip over instantly well yeah you know like it hovers so it doesn't have that like super high center of gravity feeling yeah. um the, the the cannons on it are like super powerful weirdly enough which is mm-hmm. not something that is generally true of energy weapons in the game Yep. Um, like almost doing like groundbound dog fights with them against other people who were in them. Yeah, those mm-hmm. own bones. Yeah, those are those are really fun. I wish I wanted a lot more of those in the game in general that I could hijack. Yeah, like there are other things you can do, but or other ones you can get, but they're mm-hmm. rarer than I would like. Yeah, uh, the things we were talking about are banshees. Uh, no ah, yes. ghosts. No, they are ghosts. Ba- ba- oh. Banshees are the ones that fly. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of specters. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about islands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a peninsula. Um, so you get to the end of this, you do that like, whoa, you know, flying through the air thing yeah. uh, in your car. Uh, and then land, and there's this weird little comedy beat where like you pray and uh-huh. you say, you know, Lord, I, no more fly. You know, I didn't train to be a pilot, so no more flying today. And then the drone that is behind you blows up. Yes. Uh, and it's like, well, is that a yes or no? And you look at the camera and do the Jim Halpert face. Mm-hmm. And then it fades out to slow saxophone music <laughs> as like the, the, the soldier starts weeping and looking at a picture of his dead wife. His his helmet. Like, Lucinda, what why? <laughs> what are you, ODST? <laughs> How can you shift gears that quickly? <laughs> wow, my neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is a war? You know, <laughs> who is a soldier? Um, so now, you know, we've done that. We we know where the next beacon is. We have another street segment uh, is in Kazingo Boulevard. Yes. Um, this street segment is great. This is the stealthiest one mm-hmm. that I found. And I managed to get through it without, like, fighting. Yeah. Which felt super cool. Like, this was really, really fun. I did some sniping. Or not without getting caught. I did some sniping. Um, this was really good. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Uh, this is also where I started noticing the city guiding me. I'm not sure if it was happening before and it was just too subtle. It was. It, yeah. Uh, but uh, we should talk about that. Like the, like the, like the, the details, like, you know, so this is an internet of things city. Uh, the few, the, the, the future is here and everything can crash and be hacked. It's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But the AI is controlling the street sign. So like, you know, if you are headed in the wrong way, it'll say like detour and then give an arrow pointing in the direction you ought to go. Um, uh, it'll say like, like route closed. If you know, there, there are obstructions ahead of you, it'll actually like pop up traffic bollards to stop you as well. Uh, or activate, um, activate police sirens. If it needs to like draw your attention into a particular direction. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Um, a lot of times what that's leading you to again, are these audio logs, Mm -hmm. um, which we mentioned, um, the high level story of the audio logs is a girl trying to escape the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and get back in contact with her dad, who is a scientist. Yeah. Um, and that ties in and was done by the people who do the Halo ARGs, specifically the I Love Bees ARG that uh, that mm-hmm. uh, happened in Fuck the lead up to Halo 2. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the um, but like, yeah, the city directing you is incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, I love that idea. 
And I, it reminds me a lot of, um, there's a invisibles chapter mm. where that happens. The city is trying to teach a character magic Oh, <laughs> and does it by showing him things like the word taxi and reverse in a mirror. And mm. that's a magic word. Shit like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, invisibles is incredibly good. I've got the trade paperback um, sitting on my nightstand. They're sweet as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so this is really, really neat. And the street section is good. Yeah. Um, as you, uh, you know, you head towards this beacon. Once you get to it, um, it is a the beacon is a Goss turret, and you inspect it, and you get a flashback to Dutch manning it, right? Uh, the turret. Yeah, uh, and this takes us to the Kazinga Boulevard uh, section yep. where we are playing as Mickey, the engineer of the group. Yep, uh, Wash. Yeah, from uh, from Firefly. Alan Tudyk, the pirate from Dodgeball. Yep, uh, and just kind of a hapless nerd. Yes. But yeah, you know, you landed next to this tank brigade that is pinned down uh, and you've got to reunite like Dutch is the one who is closest to you uh, and you got to get this tank to where he's at so you can, uh, you know, free him. And so this is us going down the road in a scorpion tank. Yeah, this is the explosion mission. Yes. <laughs> like the high explosives, lots of things blowing up. Yep. Lots of rockets. Uh, lots of rockets. Yeah. Um, the beginning of this, I think, is kind of like really frustratingly signaled. Mm-hmm. Um, because soldiers are constantly screaming at you in this mission, <laughs> no. what to do. Cause you're obviously a nerd. Like they wouldn't do that to Dutch, no. but they'll do it to wash. And they're just like getting that scorpion. And like, first of all, I don't know what a scorpion is. I'm Gary Butterfield. <laughs> I haven't played these games, but two, like, even if I can infer what that is, like, they're like, Oh, they're tearing that up. If you don't man it, we're toast. But the section of the level is like a block like it's a, a square yeah and the scorpions on the other side of the block and there are enemies coming from like everywhere so i'm like well i gotta stop these enemies from oh i'm defending the tank yeah or i guess before they tell you to get in it they say like they're chewing it up or whatever yeah and that's not what you're supposed to do no um so i wasted a, a decent amount of time just fighting guys here when i should have just gotten in the tank mm-hmm. like i wish they had just screamed at me to get in the tank yes uh additionally um from an accessibility standpoint you can turn on subtitles in this game that only takes place during the uh, cutscenes in the missions themselves um i had difficulty discerning what the uh friendly people were saying to me mm-hmm. um so yeah fuck that if you got subtitles maybe use them as fucking subtitles yeah you know yep, yep. Mm. frustrating yes um this is a fine mission the 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 tank is fun you know like if you're looking for something high impact um if you uh uh, like the the ai will go in and man the machine gun turret on the front of it which is nice Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and also the music here sounds for all the world like cashmere by led zeppelin i i definitely did not notice that but yeah i will uh will certainly take your take your word for it yes uh, like it, it is roughly the roughly the same chord progression and a similar polyrhythm, but not quite. It's hey, very Cashmere mixed up with Docker Maker a lot. Mm. You, mean, you, you mean you mean Deer Maker? Deer Maker. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Which I know the, they're very different. But. Yeah. Cashmere. Dun 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 yeah. dun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you uh, you move through the tank. You kill a lot of Covenant on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um. Eventually driving off a Phantom because. These aliens, we. What? There's another alien ship. What's another word for ghost? The source, like, goes so far. Like, what the fuck, Halo? Like, you forgot there are phantoms too. Yep, phantoms, no, phantoms, specters, phantoms. ghosts, revenants. Like, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you, got, you got the wraiths. You got the wraiths, which are the covenant tanks. Thank God. <laughs> like, how did they not? How do they not notice that? <laughs> I mean, it might have been intentional. Yeah, just like yeah, I guess that's true. And here's it the, could have been intentional. And, you know, it absolutely was intentional. Well, how how can we make them as undescriptive as possible? Like, yeah. well, not a scorpion isn't. <laughs> well, you know, no, like, like, those are human. They're like so, oh, the yeah, well, uh, yeah. The, the, so, so the scorpion tanks. The human stuff is named after um, is named after animals. Okay. So, so, like in the later series, you get like mantis and wasp and stuff like that. And the covenant uh, technology is named after ghosts. Got you. Yeah. It, it feels like it would be exceedingly confusing on the battlefield to me. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, if someone said, "Like, get that revenant." like and there were three vehicles in front of you me. just you just have to pull out your play your playing cards with the silhouettes of them yeah like, doing just doing flash cards back at the base <laughs> no. okay um you need to understand all these synonyms it could be life or death recruit yeah there's a so you eventually have to get out of the tank and you find where dutch is manning that machine gun mm-hmm. and uh and you team up yes um you you kill a bunch of covenant and they're on this boulevard and um, drive off the phantom and then you are called off right uh, and that's the end of the beacon thing. We switch over to the rookie who is drinking a slug of whiskey in a detective's office. <laughs> yep. Over, he, he has found the one pair of Vene- the one set of Venetian blinds in the entire city. He's yep, making exactly. sure it gets the right angle to give him the light slats. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one is really close by. This is a short little jaunt um, to find this remote detonator. This is my fault, but I couldn't find this thing for the life of me. So, I just like wasn't the, the, right the, the targets for what will actually trigger this end up getting smaller and also mm-hmm. like your radar or compass will only uh, point out like the broad area where it's at so on one hand it's kind of neat like when you when you find the crash drone like if, for all the world it's like okay i've got to i've got to scan the i've got to scan the, the the fighter right and like and then I was, okay it's not there and then i looked at it i was like oh it was headed this way when it crashed it probably threw something and it's on the ground you walk over oh there we are gotcha okay it's like on the ground if it, it, it flew clear like that amount of like very basic detectiving which feels which feels generous even with the very basic qualifier that like that that feels good however when it is just like a tiny little thing that's off in a corner that sucks mm. yeah i don't they don't tell you what it's going to be right before you pick it up so i did not know that i was looking for a part of a crash right like i knew they were in a ship so theoretically it could have crashed and mm-hmm. i saw a crashed ship but i know that was my guy right like part of that is because i can't read these vehicles like something does not <laughs> look human or alien to me like it all just looks like tech you know generic yeah. future tech to me yeah um, if I knew the series better, then I might have been able to make that intuitive leap. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this web uh, mission is called on Alpha Site, um, and we're back as Dutch. Like I thought, each character would have their own highlight, but we actually kind of go back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Oni Alpha Site. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so your plan is Dutch here. He and Mickey are bickering about who should hurry. You got you got that good old fa- that good old fashioned Alan Tudyk. And a literal monster uh, banter going on. Uh, and what you're doing is you're trying to blow up this bridge to stop people from getting to this site where Oni is kind of doing their doing their mission. Right. Mm-hmm. It is this um, uh, data center that is on this island separated from the rest of the city. Yep. When we are we are protecting, you know, protecting the uh, data center, we still don't know exactly 
what that is other than that Oni are good guys, but it's still, right. to me, I felt like it was going to be nefarious. Right. It is a straight, way straighter cut than that. Yes. Um, this first section where you're blowing up the bridge, um, after you do so, you head up to the section uh, where you have a sniper rifle, um, and I think Dutch has a turret, mm-hmm. and you're holding back. This is the first time you introduce the uh, orcs with the armor and the hammers. Yes. Like the supercharged armor and the uh, big power power hammers from Fallout. Yeah, uh, and those are absolutely one-hit kills. Yep, those will fuck you up. Yep. Um, um, also, really tough. also uh, I, I believe once they introduce them, it also introduces the brutes that have basically the jetpack. They've got rocket boots. Yep. So they could be uh, coming from above with one hit kills. However, you can pick up those rocket hammers and uh, it's incredibly effective. Oh, I never I never actually did that. Mm-hmm. I never found one. That's yeah. cool. You can turn the tide. It's actually really good. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, one thing that's interesting uh, that this came up earlier, but um, it's worth talking about here is that the um, turrets, I think, make an interesting kind of cost value kind of proposition mm-hmm. in this game. Because if you are at the turret, it has unlimited ammo, but you can also rip it off mm-hmm. and have a very limited ammo, but high powerful weapon with some mobility. Yeah. Um, which is pretty fun. It's also super empowering to straight up Rambo it and pick up yep. the pick up the Gatling gun and carry it around with you. Uh, it goes I into third it. person. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of in a vehicle, but I am the vehicle. Yep. You know, I am the world's ruin. Yep, that is fun. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, but this is fun. This is the first time the game has really given us a, an actual sniper rifle. Uh, the sniper rifle is fucking powerful mm-hmm. in this and incredibly satisfying. Even if there yep. is a good amount of aim assist, you feel like a boss when you get a headshot off. Yep, they're really good. And they're better than, like, versions of the sniper rifle, you know, sniper rifle likes we've seen before, like the rail rifles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That we, we found are the laser uh, beam rifles. Beam mm-hmm. rifles is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are also really fun. This is like a different level. This is super good. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, after you do this, you have to keep falling back. Like, I was kind of doing fine. <laughs> so I fall back, and I'm like, I guess. Um, <laughs> fall back. I forgot my wallet. It's back inside. Yeah. Fall, fall back. I'm hungry, and I left the yogurt in the fridge. <laughs> There's one Yoplait. Go, go. <laughs> Make it a yogurt. We got to go. We got to fall back further. <laughs> <laughs> Take that go ground the goes, soldier. Uh, <laughs> what the? <laughs> the fruit on the bottom, sir. I can't. <laughs> I have to get to it. <laughs> hey, hey Logert. This, this, this has wings, man. This has legs. We have to pitch Hey Logert to the uh, as a as a a tie in. Like get those fuckers who did the um, the ARGs and fire them and get us to do yeah. the yogurt related Halo. <laughs> like tim and eric pitching rollos jingles (laughs) (laughs) kind of sticks with you like gum (laughs) it's specifically it's like gum but you can spit it out (laughs) Uh, my favorite burns on a roller um so this uh is gonna put you into a turret section like a wave-based turret section is what they're trying to do you go back into the tower um and they essentially say again i thought something nefarious was happening because the commander is like um you're like what's up with all these explosives and they're like we have orders to blow this up rather than let the the enemy get to it right and like i'm right next to this explosive that sucks mm-hmm. uh and and it's like well there'll be no more discussion of that because get on a turret turret yep. you know yeah, yeah. But, but eventually you gotta you gotta make your way up to the roof uh yep. you gotta hop hop your way into a pelican uh that well, elevator oh. segment too before this oh, where you fight yeah, the yeah. time and those things suck where, where you fight the what 
the the drone. I don't oh. know what they're called. Like the little yeah, they're drones is what the, is what they're called. They 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 do suck. Um, yeah. really unpopular enemies from like the mid tier of the game. I don't know anybody that likes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. I I have not seen a good defense for what they bring aside from an enemy that like maybe will come from above. Yeah, like the idea behind that, I think is fine. Yeah, it's just I just didn't think they were super fun. No, fight. no, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you go up to the top. Um, there's a pelican, which is a, a our big version of a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we fly away that as the building blows up. We switch back to the present, where the uh, the rookie is thinking about his first case, and uh, <laughs> skips the remote detonator like a stone as smoky jazz plays. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, skips it toward the ruins of Alpha Site as he thought how he was played for a palooka. Yep. 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 Um, so the next street segment, there's nothing really to it other than that. This is also a hard beacon to find. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it is something about the size of a razor telephone, uh, that is sitting, uh, kind of in the middle of a street somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Um, there's a a sniper rifle hanging from a power line. Oh no. Yeah. I was thinking about some, I was thinking of a different one. The, 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 the cell phone comes later. Yep. Yeah, this is a sniper rifle hanging from the from the uh, power lines, and you think, oh, this is probably going to be Romeo's mission because he was complaining about having a sniper rifle inside of a Covenant ship. Yep. Uh, yes, in, in cutscenes, he carries around the sniper rifle and it has little feet sit down. <laughs> it's like, and it looks really silly. Yep. to me, I'm, I'm sure that actually happens with real guns and in real war, oh. but it looks really silly to me. Yeah, it, it, it happened in Halo times. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sniper rifles had that kind of job in Halo times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are playing as Romeo at the NMPD headquarters. This mission owns. I like this quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I like sniping uh-huh. in general in video games. Yes. Like, I like it in this game. I like it in all games, really. So mm-hmm. this this is cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, you, you, you've kind of rendezvoused up with Buck. They've uh, retreated into this police HQ, and now they're headed up to the roof. Um, and the Pelican that Mickey and Dutch evacuated into has kind of crashed nearby because no vehicle can stay in the air except for the no, magical no, no. one at the end. Yep, lots of crashes until it, you have to drive the vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so to get to them, this is, I think, the best the place where the banter works the best. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not great, but like Romeo's a dick and everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like, you know, what happened all the what about all the, I like that it suggests stuff that happened between. Like there's stretches of time we didn't play. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, What about all those those covenant we just snuck by? And he's like, Well, we get to kill him now. You know, yeah. that felt like a firefly line to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that I appreciate. One thing that's interesting about this, and I don't know if you knew this, but like Luke Smith from One Up mm-hmm. um writes these games yeah and comment on this like i think he's responsible for a bunch of writing in this game which is pretty weird yeah like i listened to him on podcasts from time to time i was not a super fan of his but i just am familiar with him yeah uh, i and, just i remember he like he, he was on one up yours forever and like i was not necessarily a huge fan of his but like when he got the job at bungie it seemed like it was his dream job and i was super happy for, for him yeah. like yeah. just you know secondarily weirdly from mm-hmm. a distance um yeah that's uh, it's, it's real cool. It's neat. It's good, definitely good for him. Like mm-hmm. this is the only time again. I think that the dialogue even like kind of has a little bit of sparkle to it. Yeah, yeah. but I can't necessarily put that on him because there's a team of writers and they <laughs> right. had to work with Peter Jackson or not Peter Jackson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Peter Jackson. Yeah, um, all that all that kind of jazz. So, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. I, I like the the dialogue here just fine, and the mission is fun. 
Yes. Um, using the sniper rifle is very fun. Um, there are like turrets that you have to get angles on mm-hmm. and, uh, Buck actually provides really nice cover fire. Yeah. So you can change positions to get better angles on things. Yeah. Something that's cool about sniping in Halo is that it's, you're never too terribly far removed. Like part of the danger, you know, is that sniping can sometimes get boring because like, oh, I can hit them and they can't hit me. Like, okay. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole point of sniping here. It's, you know, and, and broadly in the series, you're still in the line, in the line of fire. Uh, it's like mid-range sniping almost. Like you're on these rooftops mm-hmm. and you're just kind of shooting either at the next rooftop or at um, uh, walkways that are above you. And I, th- I think that that is a nice uh, kind of uh, compromise that like makes mm-hmm. makes the empowerment of sniping fit into the broader structure of the play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you're definitely in danger mm-hmm. the entire time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, when you eventually get to the crash site, um you have to fight start fighting waves of enemies yeah uh and waves and waves waves. is this where you have the um this is no no it's later when you have the mega explosive that's the next mission um i'm yeah rocket things no i I think this i think this is the um the 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 rocket the rocket thing okay yeah so uh, yeah at the start you're fighting off these waves of uh, of banshees those are the flying ones let me double check this wiki image yes the banshees are the alien fighter things. Um, and this rooftop is just littered with, with homing rockets. And so you have mm-hmm. to run around and pick them up and take these banshees out as they are swarming you. Um, this is cool for about the first third of the time it is asking you to do it. Then it becomes a slog. Mm. I, I didn't, I didn't mind this too much. I, no. I didn't end up using, I ended up using the turret version. Hmm of the rockets so there was unlimited ammo like i didn't have to change positions that often oh gotcha which might have been what made it make sense yeah i i, I don't know that, that i ever used the turret in this in, mm. in this mission so maybe i just didn't see it or maybe i have no idea um okay. Okay, i didn't i didn't wasn't like crazy about it or anything i just didn't yeah, remember yeah. it being a slog no no it's your favorite thing in the entire world it's, um, it is yeah better, better as well but, but better than better than torment weirdly enough yeah, uh, the, the, I didn't expect you to say go, that, but <laughs> my rankings go this specific turret section in ODST, <laughs> then Deus Ex the game, then Planescape Torment the game. <laughs> it's a <laughs> so this specific. Yeah, it's it is that Jeff fingers. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, eventually the, the, the drone bugs appear. This is weird because they don't normally go that far above ground. Um, well, they, it, they say something about it. They say that like this whole this whole thing is built on a nest of them. Yeah, something like I that was strange, too. Like, are we building after the Covenant have shown up? Like, I didn't really understand what that meant. Yeah. Um, but we, we kicked them up. Yeah, like they, you know, we disturb them or something like that. It's right. like an ancient drone burial ground or some shit. <laughs> right. So yeah. we didn't move the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this mission ends in a cutscene. A brute, uh, brute chieftain uh, gets in a strong blow on Romeo with his uh, with his crazy axe thing, basically collapsing his chest. Yep. Um, and then kind of badass, ba- badassly, uh, the others uh, team up to take it down. I think Buck like uh, jumps up onto his back and just stabs him in the neck with a knife. You know. Yep. Yeah. It's a little cutscene melee. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. I'm just happy because Romeo's chest is caved in. Because <laughs> I, I, I dislike him. I don't want him to have a chest. <laughs> um. Yeah. So his chest privileges have been rescinded. <laughs> Diplomatic. 
Yeah, it's uh, just hey, my chest has diplomatic immunity. <laughs> um, so so anyway. uh, so now, in addition to generally needing to escape, there is urgency because we got to medevac Romeo. Uh, Until he gets the biofoam in the next I section, which is that. really silly, dude. Like, it's so... The name is even very funny to me. Like, so we get another street section where the 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 rookie or whatever has uh, taken one last case um, to a biofoam canister. This is the small little thing that's hard to find. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the flashback shows, you know, Romeo's in a bad way. Yeah. We switch over to uh, Kiko Wani's station. Where we're Buck and uh, Romeo's lung is punctured, <laughs> so he just like sticks, um, like like uh, uh, aerosol uh, whipped cream. It's it's like it's like a can of the good stuff, you know that insulation. Yeah, that, yeah the tire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you put some fix a flat for for his fix a collapse. Yeah, for Romeo's collapsed lung. Yeah, so we just need to seal off your chest cavity so your diaphragm has uh, has has a you know a pressure differential to work with so you can breathe. Yep. But just the way it goes, and then just fills, and it like shoots out of his armor and stuff. Like, uh, yeah. Out. Very- All right. Okay. So, so Romeo, don't panic. But legally now, you are at least one third to one half Nickelodeon's Floam. Yeah, you're more Floam than man. <laughs> you're, you're the you're the you're, you're the sniper of Theseus. <laughs> whether you still still exist apparently um this biofoam had been mentioned a lot in the novels and it was a thing for fans where they were like man i can't wait to see the biofoam <laughs> <laughs> like really and then because uh, i just had a question about it and this is what's in the med kits oh like, when you pick up a med kit you are you are putting this like fix a flat into your suit <laughs> according to the wiki yeah no you, you you're taking that phloem to the dome yep phloem domes <laughs> um i'm tired of getting shot <laughs> <laughs> like now i'd like to get shot again um so anyway um your plan so bucket makes his plan now that that uh romeo is ambulatory to walk through these subway tunnels but unfortunately they're flooded and they're full of drones yes so, so it's a heist <laughs> well i mean wisely they changed their plan like yeah. all right well that is not gonna work so uh, what we're going to do is the impossible, and we are going to steal a phantom dropship and escape that way. The phantom yep. is the dropship. Yep. Um, so you uh, you go in and hotwire the super spaceship, <laughs> and you uh, the phantom you're not actually driving. You're driving a banshee. Yeah. Um, so another synonym for ghost. And you have to kind of escort it, um, opening doors and fighting enemies in yeah. this kind of ship section, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm not real into how the ship controls in this. Yeah. It's like, a... I feel like my turning radius wasn't tight enough for what it was asking me to do. And I wish there was a button that was just, hey, give me some elevation right now. Yeah. 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 Like having having con- control over your vertical. Yeah. Or whatever. Like I wanted a quick turnaround and more control over your vertical. Like you're kind of playing as a slow Star Fox ship. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good uh, way to put almost. it. Like. Yeah. But with 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 a much slower vertical and, and descent, so like mm-hmm. it's fine. You yeah, know, I was I knew that like the idea. It felt like the idea behind this was to be exceedingly cool, but it did not feel exceedingly cool to me. Yeah, I mean, different, and that at least is one thing this game has going for it. Um, among you know a, a, a sizable handful of things, the variety is good. You know, mm-hmm. and like yeah, just they 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 can they can take this punt or not take this punt. They can take this shot uh, because it's going to last for twenty five minutes and be done. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool to like you know you get up to you get up to the um 
you know, to, to where it's blocked and you have to like land and get out and then do a little on foot section to clear the way and then open it up and continue, continue the escort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's neat. Yep. Um, uh, you continue at some point you have to actually take out a scarab. Um, yeah, which a scarab is an animal. Should a scarab be on our side? Um, so you're right. It might be one of those spooky Egyptian scarabs, like from, uh, like from the That's mummy. That's actually a kind of ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So they can use that as I a mean, name. the, the mummy can control those scarabs and they, they crawl inside your skin and they kill Brendan Fraser, I think. Uh, so yes. they must be at least part ghost if they can be contr controlled by, uh, by Anaxerxes or whatever his name is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Um, yeah. this is cool. This harkens back to a, a kind of a prominent mission in Halo two, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's like a big walking tank that you can just board from above and then go in and clear out all the, all the covenant from on it and then shoot its uh generator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Need a little set mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, it ends with you kind of tunnel crawling, um, which you, you kind of move through uh, this thing, blowing up generators, as we mm -hmm. mentioned. And then uh, Buck tells Mickey to turn the Phantom around. He lost something. He had a little flashback. Yeah, um, like to, to some to something that Dare said. And like even like looking at the dialogue again for like from from what she said, there is no, like a, as a viewer, I cannot understand what he is connecting. That nope. makes that makes him leave, <laughs> you know, the future behind. That makes him say like, all right, the safe escape um no I'm we're gonna, gonna go back all my men yeah i'm gonna risk all my men like specifically for romance like he says oh i lost something and now i know where to find her yeah <laughs> yep uh pr pretty weird but we have to it's like oh yeah there's a plot we have to wrap this up yeah um so now we're back we're no longer in uh we're in the present day mm -hmm. on the streets and we actually just get a distress call like the uh, rookie gets this distress call from dare mm -hmm. um her beacon's up she needs to be helped um, so you, and now we're going to play as the rookie in a level. Yeah. Um, you navigate to this elevator entrance. Um, you climb down the elevator cable to the city underground. Um, you're on level seven. You have to get to level nine. Um, right. I think this is a tedious slog. Oh yeah. Um, and I hate this. This is really like, bad. And it harkens back to missions that people generally agree are bad. The library. Yes. I'm even happy. I've heard of the library, <laughs> even though I've never played it. Yeah. It's so famous that just from, from existing the first time I went to, tv tropes the knowledge was zapped into my brain yeah. the library is a bad halo level yeah like, and this is very similar to the library okay I'm, like I'm, corridors. I'm, ha I'm happy that you have the context for this good yeah i never played the library <laughs> right right but. no you, you get the idea this is this is pretty similar to it uh it's bad like you are just yep. kind of taking these languid loops down very samey corridors fighting you know drones and chieftains yeah there's really nothing Nothing terribly textured or interesting about this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really boring. Um, you take guys down. Um, eventually, um, you run into a character named Veronica. Uh, I mean, that, that's Dare. That's Dare. Dare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You find a Dare. Sorry. You find a, I forgot her name. You find Dare. She says her mission, uh, the mission of the group, is to secure the data um, of the city's superintendent. But some idiot blew the building at the top of the shaft waking <laughs> the drones which is us yeah. we're part of that yeah um, and then more brute chieftains more orcs more little triangle men fight 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 <laughs> um you know dudes with the with the gigantic hammers power hammers whatever yeah um eventually when you do reach this uh 
this court. Wasn't there a section where you run into before this, you run into a guy. There's a guy that you, you talk to. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's going, a good. Yeah. There's a human that's like, we're going to take out uh, Virgil mm. and you don't know what Virgil is. And then it's like, you know, you go into this area and this wraps up the, um, the motion comic audio log thing where you find the girl's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, you know, too much. And you shoot him in the face cause you're a halo and he's not, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's, there's, there's something that happens that before this stuff happens, it's wraps up the audio log. So that's yeah, why it's yeah. worth mentioning, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. 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 Um, regardless, you, you do end up finding some like other people down here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most of the ones that I, that I noticed at least were just kind of people who would fight alongside you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And this guy will for a time, mm-hmm. uh, until eventually he turns on you cause you know too much. Yeah. Um, eventually, uh, though you get to the, the core and you spot an engineer and Veronica says like, don't shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we learn that, uh, this thing that we've had every reason to kill is actually a noble sweet creature. <laughs> right. Don't you feel bad? Yeah. There were, there were 10 engineers alive in Mombasa <laughs> before you got here. <laughs> Rookie. Yeah. Um, and nobody, uh, nobody told you not to kill them. However, you should feel bad for doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, like these are these big floating uh, tentacle monsters uh, that are actually biological supercomputers. And this particular engineer has basically copied Virgil into itself, uh, mm-hmm. kind of merging, merging this covenant and um, human technology that makes him incredibly important, just like in the scheme of things for the way this war shakes out. This is kind of what engineers do, like in the lore and the, when they've been mentioned in the books, like they are fixers, like they like yeah. to fix things. They like to. And and the way it extends is like a pink slime monster. Yes. You know, like a like a pink slime monster, but they like to fix things. So that's why mm-hmm. the covenant enslaved them. Yes. Um. So this is the sweet like little, um, you know, mascot character for the while. And we're going to save him out. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it a buck and we say, don't shoot anything pink, <laughs> well, which I feel a... like is very nonspecific for a really critical thing that he's not supposed to shoot. Uh, yeah. And also guess what? A lot of the covenant enemies are pink. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about saying, Hey, we have an engineer with us. Don't be freaked out. But right. It's really important that it not die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, definitely sacrificing clarity for a line that sounds funny, but kind of isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um so you, so you make your make your way out and you have to kind of escort him luckily like i didn't find escorting him that bad like he didn't yeah get hurt too much there's a great little segment where you go through an area where the um the drones are sleeping on the ceiling uh-huh that's awesome <laughs> yeah. i love that yeah. really really great set piece and a game kind of weirdly bereft of them like i think that's yeah. a really good one mm-hmm. um and you get the elevator to the surface um and dare uh punch it like i mean boy like we we are in like weird romantic comedy cliche. Yes. Where Dara like punches him, like that's for abandoning the mission. You know, and then she kisses him. It's like that's for coming back. Yeah. You, know, you so- conniving, insubordinate, <laughs> handsome, thoughtful man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Yeah. So uh yeah. Uh so additionally, Dare never told him what the mission was. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, what mission are you talking about? The mission was to to kill the um the, like, the, the thing that warped out. Yeah, the, like the 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 mission that's was the to mission. was to stop the carrier or the cruiser yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, Exceedingly silly. Yeah. Like, and just kind of like has you know, 
what it, it's a weird like a very dated kind of sci-fi like not even star trek original series like this is such a straight putt yeah as kind of an idea you know like the cliches this is working with like i think this is very badly written yeah on a grand scale like i like that it's focusing on smaller characters and an individual mm-hmm. engagement it's not doing that to show the cost or to show what it's like on the ground it's doing it to engage in kind of a, a series of like sci-fi action cliches yeah you know and then also some romantic comedy cliches <laughs> so yeah. i don't know agreed <clears throat> And also, like, the other characters just kind of cease being a thing at this point. It is just the Buck and Dare story with yeah. with Rookie watching silently <laughs> from the corner. All that's, all that's visible is just the... Just ronsoing their sex scenes. You'll only see me by the glow of my cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Work the labes. <laughs> like, it, it's exceeding... <laughs> like, yeah, it is really weird that you're just witnessing their story at this point. You are a camera. Yeah. It was crazy about that. In a later Halo book, uh, it is supposed to be incredibly impactful when this character, whose name is JD, dies. Like, Jeez. JD... Did Kojima write this? Like, <laughs> like... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so... This is our final finale. My understanding from looking at other Halo stuff is mm-hmm. that uh, this is a uh, series standby is having the finale be a driving section. Yeah. Going back to the first one, the mall was the yeah. w- was the big vehicle mission at the end as you're trying to escape from the Halo. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is fine, I think, uh, especially if you realize that you're supposed to be driving at this point. Uh, so so what happens is, you know, you get to the surface. It's daylight now. Uh, it is now the next day. Um, and once you reach the beginning of the highway, Buck and Dare are fighting some more and they think, oh no, the Phantom got away. He was taken. Uh, you know, we need, we need to heavy rain this engineer Virgil. Um, however, what he has done, uh, is actually gotten inside of an APC, uh, waves his little tentacle out, uh, Mm -hmm. cutely, but we've got to get down the highway because the rest of the, the rest of the squad has hidden the Phantom dropship that they stole um basically uh a, a few cities over mm-hmm. yeah yeah um this is this worked for me generally but i did flip over a lot which yes. is frustrating just because it's you know halo vehicle physics so it undercut a lot of the drama yeah you know it, i i, um, I like to like jump like getting out of one a vehicle and getting into another uh to make it go so like there's a tank section there were some sections where you were on let me check the cheat sheet here. Ghosts, the uh, the okay, speeder bikes yep. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, adapting that or doing like a catch as catch can to basically get away from the city that is occupied uh, felt cool and fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so but yeah, when your warthog flips over, it is absolutely it absolutely undercuts things. Just a little silly, yeah. like not terrible. And it's just that's Halo. Yeah. Halo vehicles the um yeah this is fine though yeah. um as you're kind of moving through this long very linear yeah kind of corridor um i, I want to raise something because somebody might write in about this uh they, they probably mm-hmm. already tweeted before they heard this part um those floopy vehicle physics they make for amazing multiplayer uh mm-hmm. moments and stories again see the see the warthog rocket kill story from the beginning of the episode uh it undercuts these uh the, these high, the these drama? high stake yeah yeah, like it's just supposed to be very high stakes and intense and like mm-hmm. kind of 
you know, it, it'd be like if like at the end of, I mean, it's supposed to, and it's supposed to be like fun drama. It's supposed to be like Indiana Jones or something. Yeah. yeah. But imagine like if Indiana Jones dick like constantly fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, every, you know, everything else is the same, but he has to zip back up his pants and put away like <laughs> Indiana Jones. Like that would be what this is like because it's just like it's slapstick. It's like, a, or like every, every step on a rake. Like every couple minutes, like yeah. everything is the same. Everything about the end of Temple of Doom or Raiders of the Lost Ark is the same, except he steps on a rake every once in a while <laughs> is what the end of this game is like. Yeah. Um. Very, you know, very just strange, like not even necessarily bad, just like uh-huh. weird. Yeah. You know, Um. so uh, and there's also like a pretty regrettable line here. Uh, Buck's like, you know, take my advice, rookie. If you're fall in love with a woman. Make sure she's got balls. Well, like, some women do. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, I mean, like, in 2009, yeah, I don't okay. yeah. fault them for not yeah. making that thing. It's yeah. still just a weird line, though. Yeah, it is. You know, in 2009, it's it's almost you'd expect people to go the opposite. Uh-huh. Like you'd expect, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not endorsing this attitude, you would expect, like, an oh, gross. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I wouldn't expect woke, but I also wouldn't expect it to come off like a cool line. <laughs> right. You know, it's just a really awkward yeah. line for, like, the capstone text of the game pretty much like you know very strange um move through eventually you get to the plaza outside of uplift reserve you have to hold off the covenant um until the others get there with the phantom Mm -hmm. um the phantom has shields and generally doesn't need that much taken care of which is nice it needs some but not tons um the phantom shows up with the rest of the squad um the engineer won't get in as we mentioned cruiser shows up blows up the city and then we get to the ending. That is the, uh, the end. There's no boss or anything like that. Right, right. Kind of a Halo standby. It's It was weird in Halo 2 when it ended with a boss fight kind of deal. Mm-hmm. There's just it's, an answer. Right, right. Just not something uh, to do. Um, so, no. you know, they're on the ship. You know, Romeo's back on the edge, right? Um, mm-hmm. The engineer goes to co-pilot the Phantom. There is a fun comedy beat, uh, which mm-hmm. I like, which is that the uh, which is that the engineer stinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, a big, a big slimy alien probably would smell pretty rank to us. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all just filled with like, like if something is coated with a slime, yeah, as part of its its thing, that is a bodily fluid. Yeah, the slime that I make yeah. isn't especially pleasant. So no, yeah, my slime is does not smell good. Yeah, you know, so like I just can't imagine that this this guy's slime smells good. Right. So. So it feels like it's setting up a whole franchise of this like crew with their weird alien mascot so (laughs) solving adventures or whatever does that happen in books no uh the the, this squad minus the people who die they do end up coming back in halo 5 okay yeah gotcha yeah so so and it's i I don't know if that's a spoiler i never played halo 5 because i don't have an xbox one um but that is something that i read uh, is that they do factor in which is nice it's Mm -hmm. nice it's nice that this weirdo game was not memory hold in the series Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did not watch the uh, post credit scene. I missed that. So. I mean, it's it's really just kind of connective tissue. So after the credits, uh, you know, the UNSC is kind of interrogating the engineer. You know, they 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 learn what the covenant actually wants, which sets up you know Halo Three gives them gives mm-hmm. them a little bit more context for that. Uh, additionally, you beat the game on Legendary. You do get a scene of the Prophet of Truth. You know, um, one of these covenant leaders. Uh, kind of presiding over the uh, excavation of the actual forerunner artifact that they wanted. The Covenant had no interest in the city AI, which is kind of what you were led to believe by how much Oni wanted to protect it. Uh, what they actually wanted was the forerunner artifact that was buried beneath the data hive. 
What's, mm. what's strange is that is something that you know in Halo 2 and especially know in Halo 3. Uh, but um, <laughs> ODST treats it as such a reveal that they hide it behind the hardest difficulty. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Weird, weird little game. Mm-hmm. Happy like, we covered it, though. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that we did uh did this. It makes sense as a Halo because, like as I mentioned, it's not us just reading one chapter of a very long, <laughs> right? You know, book or whatever, or the middle chapter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm anticipating because this game has a really rapid fan base. There's going to be a lot of you played it wrong or you played the wrong ones. Please don't thing uh levied, and it's like you know. So I I, I guess I mentioned I like just kind of like checking out very briefly the other halos and stuff i think Mm -hmm. i have the same problems with them like yeah it still feels like as a single player experience like a six out of ten kind of really tanky enemies you know really uh not a whole lot of options for what you can do Mm -hmm. you know doom doom with everything having 20 times the health is what it feels like to me yeah um and at the same time i would love to play a multiplayer like when the master chief collection comes out i might convince derek to get it and we'll run the series and i'm sure have a great great time yeah it doesn't mean that those things they're necessarily like good, you know, right. like the, the tonal inconsistency is real, mm-hmm. you know, going from the like comedy beat of, of Dutch's thing blowing up to the smooth sax <laughs> jazz of the, so, like for some reason, exceedingly sad, like even that, like why is the rookie story so sad? I don't know. You know, his people didn't die. Like I thought this was going to be initially when I first did the, you, until you, I got you to seeing the, end, the deaths of your, of your brothers yeah. in arms. Yeah which would be like something about something, mm-hmm. right? Like, what is this about? I know I say that a lot, but like, mm-hmm. what is the, is there a thematic core to this? I mean, like, like, like Halo is literally just about how awesome is, is war. Like, yeah. I, like the, 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 there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that undercuts that. And they're, 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 not that I'm, I'm overusing undercut. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that they try and faint away from that. Like, Oh, master yeah. chief. They, they try and like turn master chief a little bit into a solid snake. Like, Oh, this is senseless. Why is this continuing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Broadly overall, does, does he not talk or does he talk? They, they eventually have him talk. Okay. It's I was going to say, like, is that all through like <laughs> sign language or does he like, dance or whatever <laughs> yeah. or does cortana just say it like between mouthfuls of master chief dick <laughs> yeah, <it's>... you know <laughs> <laughs> suit slowly sucks them off <laughs> slow, slow i like slowly uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but uh eventually they get that but like broadly it's like isn't it really cool that you can move and shoot stuff is it is, is, yeah. is all my takeaway right because most of the others most of the other stuff that they do is nouns and uh it, it, it like you know it's 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 nouns and cliches if you if you want to be charitable you could say like oh it's the resiliency of humanity or something like that like you can yeah. run into some mass effect stuff mm-hmm. um i just i just feel like this game where like if you if you're going to do that close up in on an individual squad mm-hmm. this should be about like the friendships between them about that bond yeah it should be about the cost and everything and the rookie going through like having never experienced this war because you're you know you're a rookie mm-hmm. and then going through and seeing their deaths or getting to know them uh-huh. through their final moments is would be a kind of an incredible little short story compilation yeah you know like that is a really cool idea and that's what i expected mm-hmm. and instead it's this whole like fall i don't know what the word is for it but these false mysteries we keep uncovering where like you know something has all the cadence of a secret yeah when it had no reason to be kept as a secret and then it allows them to have the cadence of a reveal uh-huh you know when she like when she's like it's the engineer like she even acts shocked like she's like it wasn't trying to destroy the 
the superintendent. It was trying mm-hmm. to save it. Yeah. Like she, and it's like, what is, you know, you're not the person with the information for this. Yeah. Like that is not an exciting thing for me to learn as the player or you to learn as a character. Yeah. It's, you know? it's just not the, it's not the kind of story that Bungie is set up to tell. Like their fact, yeah. their factory isn't geared, I think, to tell a story that is, that, that, that is on that scale. They don't truck in humanity, really. What they truck in is a series Bible, which, yeah. look at Bun, or look at, look at Destiny. Like that is a bunch of people's thing. Um, but when they explicitly say, Hey, this is the kind of swing we're going to take. It's them, you know, point, you know, (laughs) pointing their bat at right field signaling. I'm going to knock, I'm going to knock this one out of the park and hitting it, hitting an infield triple. And like, yeah, they like, you still hit it, but it wasn't the shot that you told me you were going to take. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And it just, uh, like as much as the things, you know, there are the things that I do like about it, like those individual interstitial moments. It's uh-huh. got a very clever framing. Those, even though it makes no sense for those to be smoky jazz and for my main <laughs> character to be quite so sad. Yeah. Uh, especially now that I'm like looking at it in total, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> like, the, but it, even though that made no sense, like yeah. it was still atmospheric and cool. Yeah. Like creeping around the city with your visor on looking at neon shit and avoiding aliens. If I just, in my head substituted dangerous aliens instead of screwball aliens, (laughs) like didn't make it was a really cool moment. Yeah. Like each individual stage of this had moments that I had fun with, but it never felt like fun. I couldn't get somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And the parts that were not fun or fell flat, I could all, I could do without somewhere else. Like it just kind of felt obviated to me. Yeah. Yeah. Something that stuck out for me though um is that this did feel incredibly nostalgic for me that cuts mm-hmm. both ways because it doesn't you know it's been roughly 10 years since i've even touched or thought about these games um and it does it does feel antiquated but go back and listen to this episode about just kind of like how much minutia about the series and about this world that just kind of is brought up like i do have a history with this and it was fun to go back and revisit it even if i yeah. found out that you know it was not it, it it was not actually like you know it just not to my taste anymore even if it mm-hmm. even if it was at one point and shooters tend to go down pretty smooth yeah you know i feel like i mean i still like still didn't end up just it wasn't a slog to play or anything mm-hmm. like that yeah. and when i i made fun of the lore and stuff of this it's you know everyone can get something you know everyone is is allowed some things to just uncritically look at. This yeah. is just not mine. Yeah, you, you can you know? just have this. It's fine. I'm not going to... Yep, not trying to take it away from you. It's just yeah. as, as a thing, like, I'm glad I checked it out. It's exceedingly important. I, mm-hmm. I can imagine having a very similar experience if, like, I played my first, like, modern Madden or something like that. Or, like, um, I've never... I've only played the beginnings of I've never actually sat down and, like, finished, finished. But someday, like, we'll do an Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And we'll actually get all the way through it. And it will be a very similar experience where I'm like... This is a long running series with a lot of invested lore mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of novels and a lot of love to it. And, yeah. and you know, it'll also be like a weirdly similar situation because I played the shit out of those games, at least the Ezio ones. Yeah. So I could like come to this and like be, yeah, to feel, feel weirdly out of place on the show for like yeah. having that investment. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you're the out of place one. I oh, think yeah, that yeah. I'm, you know, me not having played these two most popular or one of the, some of those popular <laughs> game franchises of all time is the one that's out of place. It's uh, just, I can't not look at it as just a game and like, yeah. just as a game, like, just like not factually, but like 
Yeah, it's not like enemies have too many hit points in this. It's yeah. really annoying to empty clip after clip into <laughs> these overs. Yeah. You know, like it's... this tone doesn't make sense. Like it's switching between four different tones in the, the space of this game. And there's no rhyme or reason between behind the shifts. Yeah. Like it just it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. So like I had fun. I'm glad I played it. I think there are things to appreciate about it, but I do feel like I've kind of had my fill. Like I'm good. Yeah. You know, that's Halo for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Maybe someday down the road we'll do another one. But like I said, if we do, I would like to I'm going to make a point of playing it co-op yeah. and see if that changes things. And that might be a fun thing to do in a couple of years, too. Yeah. Um, like, if we if we did another one, I think like so something that is similar to this in the series is Halo Reach, mm-hmm. which I believe is also part of the Master Chief collection, possibly, maybe. I think so. Yeah, that is a prequel story and it actually shows a bunch of it shows first contact. Um, mm. and you know, I think that that, that would be a, another way to get in, get to, to get in at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I would just, I would want to play it not by myself Yes, and just see, see how that changes things. Because I'm very open to the idea that, that would change things a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, again, a big thanks to Bradley. Thank you. Really, really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Resident Evil 2, the 2019 remake. Yes, and that is a premium episode. Mm-hmm. So you'll get the generalities and everything if you're listening to this on the main feed. Um, the rest of the episode will go into the uh, Patreon feed. We'll go into mm-hmm. your personalized Patreon feed. Yeah. Um, you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash duckbeatv. Um, this is the thing I want to, just because a couple of people have asked, um, right now, there is not a way for us to customize a Patreon feed to only feature certain shows. Right. Um, that might be something that there's going, that's going to come down the road. Mm-hmm. We don't know when. Either like a kludged solution mm-hmm. um, that we, uh, you know, somebody who is in our Slack community has mentioned coming up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put a time constraint on them, obviously. Like, I don't know when they might do that really nice work for us for free. No. Um, they might do that. Um, we don't know when our host might do that Mm -hmm. so right now unfortunately we just don't have the ability to do that yeah um and i just want to get that out there because people ask people do ask about it quite a bit a good number of um a good number of podcast apps specifically i'm thinking like overcast or pocketcast they have per show or per feed um uh, preferences that you can use so you can Mm -hmm. say like okay premium they don't automatically download these I still get a notification when a new one comes in and I can go in. I understand that as suboptimal. It's really just a matter of us using Patreon in a way that Patreon does not uh, uh, really anticipate being used. Yeah. So. And and mostly the volume of shows. Yes. Like most podcasts that do, and I'm not saying this to blow our horn, but like most podcasts that do a Patreon special have like, here's the outtakes episode. Mm-hmm. So people can listen to their main feed and then they have the Patreon feed. That's the outtakes. Right. But we put out a lot of shows mm-hmm. and because we do early release, yeah. they pop up on there. Right. So, um, yeah, but people have been exceedingly generous. Oh my God. On the Patreon, yeah. like in a ridiculous way. Like, uh, we really do appreciate it. We mm-hmm. crossed $10,000. 
uh, per month and climbing. Like we just had our little beginning of the month dip, but mm -hmm. it's moving up even from then. So um, we are not ignoring that. Um, we are just absolutely ridiculously gracious mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, grateful rather mm -hmm. not gracious. You can decide how gracious we are. <laughs> right. um, did we make the appropriate amount of Cortana sucking uh, Master Chief objects? <laughs> like the, like the kind, did we do the number that Jackie O would have done? Or were we less gracious? <laughs> um, you get to decide that. But the, uh, we are very grateful. Yes. And uh, we do have some plans for something to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, it is too early to announce them. Right. But we think they're cool. Uh -huh. And we think that you'll like it. And we are looking forward to being able to share some information with you about that. Yes. Um, as of right now, the thing that is uh, kind of taking of our bandwidth is the upcoming show in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, we can say this here. If you have last minute plans to go to the Midwest, go to the Midwest Gaming Classic. Um, that is going to be in Milwaukee. We're going to be there April, I think, 12th, 13th and 14th. 12th and 13th. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and our, uh, our panel is on Sunday. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to see you. We'll be tabling the whole time too. So even if you can't make it on Sunday, we mm -hmm. will just be there. Yep. Come say hi to us. We're very nice. Yeah. Um, and pick up some buttons and stickers and stuff. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Uh, uh, well, we didn't announce what we're covering next month, Gary. Yeah, let's do or remind people. Uh, we didn't yeah. remind people. So, um, next month in April, I believe. Wait, no, mm -hmm. May. This is yep. going to be, man, this oh, is, yeah. this is really, uh, uh, yeah, time We're is weird. We're ahead. <laughs> We're ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, life is strange. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. Life is strange. We're doing the, all the episodes of that. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously just the, the first one looking forward to that. And mm -hmm. I'm going to let you name the rest of them because I have, <laughs> uh, not gotten tons of sleep. Uh, and I haven't gotcha. started playing them yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Life is Strange is a, one of them. Then it is going to be our live episode, the uh, episode about creative games that we are doing at the aforementioned Midwest Gaming Classic. Mm -hmm. um, after that is going to be Batman Arkham City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. That is a kick-ass game. Uh, mm -hmm. Also kick-ass is Hitman 2016, which we are doing. That is our premium episode for that month. Yep. Uh, several of those are patron requests. Um, if you uh, if you patronize us at a certain level, you do get to dictate games, mm -hmm. um, much like Bradley did with uh, with Halo here. Mm -hmm. uh, we really do appreciate that. So if there's something you want to see on the show, uh, that is the way to, to make that happen. Yep. Uh, we got lots of those coming up, and they're all really good. Yes. Um, like, I've uh, I've really appreciated what people have brought to it. I think we have a lot of interesting stuff coming up. Yeah. We more or less have 2019 planned, and it's a really exciting year. Yes. And it has already been a very exciting year. Mm -hmm. um, if you have anything to say about any of those games, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Um, the other thing you can do for the show, if you'd like, is uh, do ratings and reviews. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate those. It's been a minute, mm -hmm. and it helps people learn about the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. We, we can't say specifically. Nobody knows what kind of weird things go on behind the scenes in terms of search results and whatnot. However, uh, it is generally believed that positive reviews um, and new subscriptions do help surface us. There are people who look to that uh, directory for new things to see. And if, if when they went to look there, they found um, Duckfeed shows. Well, we would like that very much. Yep, very much. So, yeah. Um, I think that's probably about it. Think so. Uh, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in, uh, until next time, what should they watch out for? Uh, they should watch out for sticky grenades. <laughs>